0: You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts,
1: Joe Lanza. X out. Go listen to some boring podcast where where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing.
0: And Rich <laughs> Give
1: me a I a Who delivers I this guy in a big <laughs> spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In, like the, him. in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I
0: agree. Welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Flash Tip Podcast. I'm Rich Krejci, alongside, as always, the Kenta Kobashi of sex, the king of banter, and a reason and well-explained man, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, you picked up, you actually, you picked up a new nickname, right, on this uh, last week's five-star match game you remember what it was, though? I forgot. Damon gave you a very, very nice nickname, and I don't know if... Uh...
1: Damon, yeah, well, it was a very simple and effective one. It was... Uh, but it contains a spoiler. The show has been out for like a week. Uh, it's though, been right?
0: out for like... So, yeah, yeah. It's been out for like a week, so I think we could let it slide.
1: Well, well, yeah, he, he just called me simply the best podcast host, so I want you to refer to me... <laughs> As simply the best podcast. You're never going to say that. Not in a million years. Simply the best.
0: Do I have to do, do, does the simply have to be in there or can I just say, I think that's
1: what he said. I think he said uh, the, the best podcast host. I think I added the simply, okay. um, but you could refer to me as five-star match game champion. If okay. you'd like, mm-hmm. um, I defeated Damon and then I defeated all the subsequent winners in shows that have yet to air. <laughs> so i am the official uh five star match game uh champion.
0: Yeah, we're closing it down. Podcast over. You uh, you defeated everybody in I not even get released because, you know, you defeated that person, that respective person so much that they're they're, you know,
1: embarrassing efforts yeah that gag uh, just
0: has to wipe it from the, from the but yeah you did a good job it's uh it's a tough game man it's like people are you know people give a lot of shit but it's like that rapid fire thing like and there's people that are like oh how do you know people aren't cheating well th- there's no time to like the best person that's sitting there with a computer there is no way for you to go and 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 look up and and know okay where did new japan run a tour in 2005 there's no way to possibly look that up to get to italy in the like the 10 seconds you have and if you wait yeah, that just long the, it's the gonna that of the way.
1: show. Yeah, if you're waiting, that's the thing. The format of the show makes it almost impossible to cheat. I mean, if you were really going to cheat at that, I mean, the best you can do is like pull up a bunch of pages and have them at the ready. But the thing is, you don't know what Joe's going to ask either. So it's like, okay, let's let's say you wanted to cheat, which what are you cheating for? It's not like we're winning a billion dollars here, but
0: that's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, first look in the mirror and decide why you're cheating at the five star match. (laughs)
1: But okay. (laughs) But if, if, but if you must cheat for some reason, I mean, you know, let's say you pull up a page and you're like, yeah, I'm really weak on these tag team champ. But then he asks about the never and Eric Connell champions. So it's like, you, you can't even, it's way too hard. And like you said, there's just no time. I mean, you're getting asked those questions and, and, and rapid fire and you can't sit there and, 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 you know, it'd be pretty obvious if someone was working the old Google gimmick, but um, it, it's, it's harder. What people don't understand is, is when you listen to that show, you think you know every answer and you would blow the other guy out by 50 points. The problem is when you're on the game, there's this weird pressure that makes it hard to think, you know? And it's like, it's, it's a lot different when you're, when you're, when you're in that hot seat and Joe's embarrassed embarrassed to
0: get it wrong. So you overthink it a lot of times you might know that, you know, in my case it was like, when did the wrestling challenge end or whatever? And I forgot what it was. It was like 91. Or ninety two or whatever, but and I knew it was one of those two. But then I like freaked out and I think I said like nineteen ninety three. And I'm like, no, I know it's not that. But you're so worried about being wrong that you end up, you know, it, it doesn't roll off your tongue. And and if you're wrong in your car listening to it, it doesn't matter. Nobody, you know, hears and they just and you go, ah, yeah, whoops, I was wrong or whatever. Whereas this, everyone's listening. You know, a lot of people listen to that show. You got your, you know, the two hosts on there. You got Joe Gagney who's was listening to you. You got the the person you're competing with. So there's a lot of pressure in that sense. And yeah, the pressure that a lot of people are listening to this and shit. If I get this wrong, it's going to be like, oh, I can't believe he got this wrong or whatever it makes you freak out so it's a lot different than you know sitting in your car listening on headphones or whatever so
1: the the everyone seems to have at least one that they get wrong that's really embarrassing in hindsight because you just choked and uh and mine was what year did Shinya Hashimoto die
0: (laughs) that was a good one yes yes
1: and and I, I said like 2001, which was right. like a half a decade off. And the thing is, like that doesn't zero even match. Up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like timeline wise, it doesn't even match up with like zero one coming into. it just, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna sound like such an idiot when this airs, you know. And then that that's like the fear. But you just have. Joe, to, do, you know when, you, uh, do you know when? Do
0: you know when Perussing Zero One was founded?
1: You're putting me on the spot now, like, yeah, uh, instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well it's right after he left New Japan so probably would have right. been uh um after I said he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably like uh, 2001. It
0: was in uh, no it was actually 01 Joe. Zero, oh, it was 01. One. Zero 01. Oh
1: yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I never <laughs> kn- I never <laughs> knew that was yeah. how they came up with the name even look at that but uh but yeah i said he died in 2000 or 2001 <laughs> right. or something so, okay. which makes no sense he didn't die till like 2005 you know and then those
0: sense. like really stick with you too like the one dumb one like like i almost yeah. i i swear to god the, the muscle orchestra speed muscle thing like if i didn't get that and and joe and alan weren't nice enough to let me do that i mean dude i would not live that one down if i said you know speed muscle instead of muscle orchestra like that that's that's an all-timer right there that
1: yeah, that, that was your you know, yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah, that's the one you got a lot of shit for. Uh, just calling those two men speed muscle. Is just-
0: <laughs> I would they at the antithesis of speed. They they're very much muscle, but the antithesis of speed uh, for the old muscle. Yeah,
1: Nakanishi right. and strong man.
0: <laughs> right, not much speed. Again, muscle. Yes, they got muscle. What speed, was the
1: but- what was the theme of your show with Alan? It was just a. Oh,
0: everything- you know what? Well, I was told it was going to be WWF in the nineties, and then I'm starting. You know, and then I get asked, fucking, you know tell me about Minoru Tanaka tag teams and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, little strange. I don't know what the theme of mine was, Joe. <clears throat> it was, what does Alan know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was supposed to it from the Jeez. 90s, and then there, then there was kind of a grab bag portion there that kind of caught me yeah, Because I nailed yeah. the WF in the 90s. I was like, because that's me. I, I know that. And, and yeah. you know, not a spoiler, but I'm going to be on the WrestleMania episode uh, where I can hopefully redeem myself against uh, the one Andrew Rich. So That's going to be a good one there. But, um, and that's going to be like Just Mania, which is good. Now I know that. I hope that he doesn't spring like, hey, let's talk about like pro tag teams of the 90s. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to not going to do very well for me, but that's all right. But yeah. It's-
1: so that's the thing. Like, again, like that's a good example. So y- 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 the category is WrestleMania. What do you get? How many WrestleMania? Is it? It was WrestleMania 34 this year? I think uh, it's
0: 34. Yeah, that's a lot of cataloging to do. But I, I, I so have like you
1: gonna, I'm to well, this is what I'm saying. Like in order to cheat, what are you going to have 33 pages open? Right. Yeah. Uh, tabs I'm, I'm, like, open already, on your browser. So, you
0: know, and, and WrestleMania at WrestleMania eight rate. and then, okay, I'll, you know, yeah, no, I'm just going to like, you know, do, do studying <laughs> on before
1: it to be ridiculous. It would almost be, it would almost be disadvantageous to attempt to cheat. It would almost slow you down and, and screw you up more than if you just, uh, played it straight. But, um, uh, yeah, it's very nerve wracking. Um, being, being on that show, but uh, I had a lot of fun and I look forward to it. And if you haven't listened to it, well, there's no point now because you know who won. But
0: uh, <laughs> it's still a fun show know. to listen to anyway. I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's I knew you too, won, like but. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're in and out. It's you know, great, great for car rides, great for walks, you know, great for you know whatever. You do, just a quick little thing, working around the house. It's all a good one for that. But no, five star match game uh, on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. One to definitely check out. A lot of other good stuff as well on the Voice Wrestling. Podcast. Is that really Network how
1: zero one? Is that really how zero one guys? I'm, I'm
0: assuming. I don't know if that's actually true, but I mean they were founded in in, in 2001. And zero. I, if that's one, the case,
1: I, I never I never made that connection. If that's the case, but then again, I'm the same guy. This is legit. I didn't know Masa Chono was a yakuza gimmick until like two years ago.
0: Oh, see, I wouldn't know that either, because I don't know anything about the Yakuza, so...
1: But now it makes sense. When someone, like, ca- I saw that casually somewhere, and I was like, holy shit, why am I so stupid? Of course he was a Yakuza guy. How did I not make that connection? You know, the trench coat, the glasses, you know, he's a fucking
0: Yeah, Yakuza. I mean, you should have. Yeah, I mean, it should have been pretty obvious. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought he was, like, a dude that wore, you know...
1: Yeah, I, had I, sunglasses. Uh, Yeah, I 15 years after he was retired, I figured that out.
0: So, you know. <laughs> so just last year. Yeah, yeah. I got it about that Messi Rochono. I got it. I got it. That's good. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week. Um, a lot of news going on. A lot of shows coming up this weekend. Royal Rumble Takeover. Uh, two new beginning at Sapporo's. We're going to talk about the uh, future of 205 Live and a little bit about the house show results of their, uh, you know, how they did attendance wise uh, and some of the results, which are pretty laughable. And then uh, the XFL, <laughs> which is is back it's somehow back before we get to that though uh do want to thank our new sponsor simple contacts on simple Contacts, show is a convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription uh, and reorder your brand of contacts anywhere in minutes it's vision care simplified and I'm somebody who wears contacts and wears glasses. So I was very interested when they said, Hey, are you guys, you know, potentially interested in, in, in talking about this product? And I said, I am, and I will buy contacts cause I need contacts. And it was super easy. You take a five minute vision test uh, from your phone or your computer. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor. You receive a renewed one year prescription and reorder your contacts. Uh, if you have an under, uh, you know, an expired, um, uh, prescription, you can take a, or if you have an unexpired prescription, you can take a photo of that and they'll use that if you don't want to go through the eye test or whatever, which is pretty cool. Uh, Simple Contacts offers convenience, speed, and reliability ability they have a great selection as well offering all the brands of lenses you're familiar with including options for astigmatism m- multifocal lenses colored contacts and much more simple contacts offers cons- uh, great customer service as well They uh, ensure every customer is 100 satisfied you get text updates on your order and you can ask questions or reorder via text anytime best of all joe is the savings the vision test is only 20 bucks now compare that to an annual appointment i know you don't know but you know i, I know this pain all too well uh with you know, without insurance, that's over two hundred bucks for for a normal you know exam, a normal visit, or whatever. Twenty bucks is all Simple Contacts asking. It's insane. Uh, the contact lens prices are unbeatable as well. Standard shipping is free. Now that is awesome too. Shipping for free, and best of all, we are offering a promotion to our listeners. As someone who dreads going to the doctor, especially the eye doctors, I can't tell you how much Simple Contacts helped me save my sanity as well as my time and my money. And now that special offer, as I mentioned. 30 bucks off your contacts today, simplecontacts.com slash VOW, or you can also enter the promo code VOW at checkout. So you got two options there. You can go to simplecontacts.com slash VOW and you'll get that $30 off, or you go and you order them. And then at checkout, they're going to ask for a promo code. You put in VOW, you're going to get 30 bucks off your contacts, simple contacts simplified. And keep in mind, simple contacts is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam so go get that but uh if you need if you're in between exams and you want to just make it easy don't have to go to the the doctor i was telling joe before we got on the air about how hard it is to get your prescription from a from an eye doctor you gotta like you you know steal it from their cold dead hands because they want you to buy the prescriptions from them or whatever. Well, this is easy. You're in between health exams. You go to simple Contacts, get that five minute vision test. Or if you have the, the, the other uh, prescription, just take a photo, upload it. And then of course the $30 off simple slash VOW, or of course, as I said, enter promo code VOW at checkout. So nice and easy 30 bucks off your contacts orders. Okay. Um, I feel like we got to talk XFL to kick it off, right? It's the news of the day you know we're not going i don't think we're going to get too much into it because it isn't wrestling but it it is cuz it's Vince McMahon uh, doing this. I do want to read this uh, really quick cuz from the wrestlingobserver.com just kind of a recap of what happened today. Um, and we knew about this we talked about it a few weeks ago that this was being rumored that this was what the Alpha 9 Entertainment was this is what Vince was planning on doing when well, he made it official. Uh, this afternoon, and this is from com. just kind of recapping it. Um, this is what Vince McMahon said. The new XFL will kick off in 2020, and quite frankly, of course, he would say quite frankly, uh, we're going to give the game of football back to the fans. At the starts, there will be eight teams, 40-man rosters, and a 10-game regular season. There'll be a postseason with two semifinals and a championship game uh one little wrinkle here they haven't decided in which cities the teams will but or <laughs> in which cities you know they, they'll have teams they have no idea they haven't come up with any teams somebody said what about san diego and Vincent?" Oh, i don't know <laughs> whatever i don't i don't know anybody anybody wants a team can have a team but uh there'll be eight of them it's not gonna be a franchise model and i'm curious i i, I do want to get your thoughts when when i'm done kind of reading this it's not gonna be a franchise model it's gonna be a single entity thing and there are some single entity sports leagues and we'll talk about that uh, in a bit here but the xfl vince McMahon alpha Entertainment, that. Is all going to be owned by the state? It's all under the one roof. Every team is under the one roof. It's all you know. They're all pulling for the same thing. There's there's you know some issues there with competitiveness, and we'll, like I said, we'll get to that in a bit. But that is an important thing. Not franchised. It is single entity. They own every single team. So the, the main management owns every single team. Uh, plans are to start the season in January or early February, which is around the end of the NFL calendar. Of course, we're we're coming up on it right now. About when they would start, you know, obviously maybe between the Super Bowl or right after the Super Bowl, it would come out. Uh, there will be a multi platform approach to presenting games. With them being available on big screens and mobile devices, per uh, Vince uh, McMahon said there will be no initial talks with broadcast pon- uh, sponsor or, or broadcast partners, rather, uh, but claim there's interest out there. So he's not had talk with any broadcast partners, but there's interest. So I, I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, On the subject of WWE, McMahon said that XFL revival will not affect his current role. There will be no crossover of talent between the groups. And McMahon said that WWE isn't involved with the XFL because the initial $100 million investment was too rich for their blood. Uh, McMahon said the quality of the human being will be as important as the quality of the player who plays with the XFL, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. Uh, He said they don't want players who will have any criminal, any criminality associated with them. And you won't play in the XFL, even if you have a DUI. So no criminals in this XFL. Uh, McMahon, noted that the league will have nothing to do with politics and will stay out of social issues Uh, when asked if players would be required to stand for the national anthem mcmahon called it a time honored tradition in sports to stand for the anthem and said players will know the rules and regulations so uh per you know one real quickly here the xfl will be hiring experienced executives and mcmahon claims he will not be the public face of the league Uh, mcmahon said they'll be listening to fans players coaches medical experts technology executives members of the media and anyone else who loves football to kind of figure out what the hell they're going to do here Uh, he mentioned eliminating halftime having fewer commercial breaks making the game faster and simplifying the rules as much as possible. So uh, this is a great quote too. He said, the intent is to make it a much faster game. Sitting and watching a three, three and a half hour game is laborious. Sometimes you are telling us Vince, Uh, sometimes it's not depending on the quality of the play, but we intend to have a much faster game. We are going to try to get it to two hours. That's our goal. That's the experience. uh, I think that most people would enjoy and doesn't take up a lot of their time. All right, Joe, what the fuck is Vince McMahon doing? What, what what is your take on, on what we know right now for the XFL?
1: Well, we've talked about this when he started up the Alpha Entertainment, so I don't think we need to repeat all, a lot of the points that we made previously. Um, what I found interesting though, what we learned today, this is sort of a pivot from the original XFL, which was football the way you remember it, hard hitting, concussions. No. He's talking about safety and he's talking about um, you know, it's not the the in your face. Uh, Vince McMahon style, what you would expect from Vince McMahon, you know, we're not going to have cameras in the cheerleaders locker rooms and we're not going to have Jesse Ventura chasing coaches down the sideline for interviews, uh, you know, doing pseudo wrestling angles. And we're not going to have, you know, um, no fair catches on punts. I mean, he must've talked about player safety, um, you know, for 20% of his spiel today. So um, it's interesting that Vince is cognizant of the current climate And isn't trying to sell the league in this. He's selling it in a completely different way than he sold it last time.
0: Yeah, which I was surprised. Yeah, no, no, 100% cuz last time if you ever watch, if you go of, of course, if you watch the 30 for 30, all the commercials are about it being harder hitting and how the NFL's no fun and there's too many penalties yes. and, you know, you know, we're as you said, there's no fair catches on punts, which is ridiculous. Like that's just a terrible yeah. thing to do and then like the the you know, the coin toss is like guys crashing into each other. Is that like yeah. that was what it was. It was hard hitting, less penalties, more gratuitous sex. It was very much what WWE was at that, at that time in 2000 and 2001 or whatever. It was, it was in your face. The NFL has gotten, it, it, it's gotten too corporatized. It's gotten too polished or whatever. And we're going to strip that and get back to, like you said, football as it used to be is what McMahon would, would say a lot of times. He has no clue because he probably hasn't watched football in 40 years and probably still hasn't watched football, but he was sort of presenting it as we are the alternative to the NFL. So everything the NFL does, we're going to do the opposite, but we're going to do it in much more, Brash, more hardcore, more, well, that's more the, well, physical that's, uh, approach. More
1: physical. See that—that's what's interesting. I think he's still trying to be an alternative to the NFL, but in different ways this time around. A faster game, two-hour games as opposed to three-hour, you know, three and a half-hour games, and 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 things of that nature. But he's staying. He was very—I uh, thought he—he he very much intentionally um, got out in front of uh, the idea that he was going to make sure that this league was safe. Um, I thought that was intentional. I thought it was, he let off with that on purpose um, just to get all that stuff out of the way. And he really wasn't interested in answering the the uh, national anthem questions. Um, he kept dodging them um, just by giving vague answers. He referenced a, a, a league-wide rule book that would handle this sort of thing. I mean, it's very obvious to me that, in the contracts and in this rule book, there's going to be a rule that you're going to have to stand. I mean, that's pretty obvious to me. Um, that's an issue I don't give a single shit about. It, it, I'm tired of it in, in, in NFL discourse. And look, if players want to kneel, you know where I stand on this. If you want to, ironically enough, stand on this. Um, if players want to kneel, they can kneel. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. If players want to, uh, you know, if they want to use that as some sort of, uh, you know, um, non. Nonviolent, uh silent protest of of what's going on in society today if you want to kneel go ahead if you want to stand go ahead i don't look down on players that kneel i don't look down on players that stand i think you know we all have our right as americans to you know uh protest in uh, um peacefully any way we choose it's fine by me i also uh, don't have a problem if if it says that you have to stand i you know that's it, this is a Private company, if, if he says the employees got, then they got to stand. They don't have to play. Uh, you know, so I, I don't really care about that issue either way, but that's obviously going to be a huge focus uh, mm-hmm. for everybody moving forward with this thing. I'm surprised
0: of- he wasn't more boisterous about, no, we, we're we going to have them stand. Or because everybody sort of assumed, and, and I did as well, and I believe you did as well, is that when McMahon was going to come out with this, it was going to be very much not not politicized but very much like no our players are gonna stand or you know it, like i thought he'd be a little bit he was very coy with a lot of the stuff here and that's not to say that he, I think he doesn't
1: I, I, do that. I, yeah exactly i think he didn't want that to be the headline today
0: right 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 which is smart i mean i i that's not i mean because uh, especially with, again when we're relating it back to the original xfl that was a man sitting at that podium and being like god damn it i'm vince McMahon, and this is going to be you know football you know he was very very boisterous that first press conference for the xfl <laughs> the, the, this was very calm reserved like hey look very we're gonna, calm you know, work our way through this. So it'll be twenty twenty, like it, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to start. You know, in in six months, like or whatever. I forgot what the XFL was. I mean, the turnaround was ridiculous for the the original XFL. Whereas this is like, hey, we're going to take our time. We're going to talk to people. We're going to listen. Safety. You know. We'll we'll see about the rules. We haven't quite, but yeah, so that was, th- I thought that was a little interesting because I thought he would come full boat, you, you know, all right, no, everyone's got to stand. And, and I guess the one thing is just the no criminal records thing. That was kind of an interesting take that, that he, he got pretty heavy on too, but I wonder if that will lessen as time goes on. And as he realizes uh, a lot of football talent you know, might have a few things in their history. And, hey, hey, and it might look, be tough to find a not, you know, completely league filled with people that don't have anything on the record, especially if he's considering DUIs and, and little misdemeanors or whatever as being criminal records. So
1: I mean, I don't know. I think you can find forty guys for eight teams that don't have a criminal record. I don't I don't see the look, I think it's a pretty interesting line to draw on the sand with DUIs. Um You know, I mean, uh, not that I think DUIs are a victimless crime or anything like that. I I don't I don't I don't drink personally. And I think uh, drunk driving is something that um, I think is pretty gross. But look, you know, there's 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 levels here. I mean, there's the guy who's on who's on his eighth DUI. Um, who is a danger to society? And there's the guy who leaves the Christmas party after having two beers. You know, who came up .01 over the limit one time in his life. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's an interesting line in the in the sand to draw. Um, but yeah, like you said, who knows where he's going to eventually fall on that? Is are they going to be a stickler for this? Uh, if there's a guy in season who, um, you know what if a guy picks up a DUI in week four? Are they going to kick him out of the league? You know, it's, just, it's a weird thing. I, I, so I, I could see that uh, sort of shifting. Do I have a problem with Vince McMahon decreeing that he wants no one with a criminal record in his football league? No. If that's the way he wants to run his league, that's fine. I, I It's a little showy. Um, I don't – you know, but again, he, he, he wants – He's trying to be different from the NFL in that the NFL has a lot of problems, as you know, Rich, you just alluded to it, with a lot of their players constantly being in trouble. Um, and I guess he wants to present um, sort of a a cleaner image for his brand of football because right. I think what he sees is the NFL uh, turning a lot of – look, there's a lot of fans, no matter where uh, – you know, I just gave you my personal stance on it. I know Rich has similar feelings to me with the kneeling. Um, but look, the fact is there's a lot of people who were turned off by that. And, uh, you know, uh, it, and and he's trying to – and that's why I think there probably will be a rule in this league where you'll have to stand because Vince is going after people who are disenfranchised by the NFL for various reasons, whether it's uh, some of the players kneeling, whether it's uh, the, the – um, the reputation of the NFL players for, for being criminals in a lot of cases, whether it's uh, the games are too fucking long and they're eating up seven hours of everybody's Sundays, you can see that he's going after things that may have been pushing some people away and trying to win those people over. Look, at the end of the day, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter what he does. We talked about this at length you know, a couple of months ago. Um, second-tier sports leagues just do not work in this country. They just don't. They've never worked, not at the level that he wants this to work. If he wants to exist in you know, some hokey arena league football level where it's basically semi-pro and it's completely non-visible and nobody pays attention to it, sure, he could probably run a league like that until he dies. But you know Vince McMahon wants his league to be high profile and in the spotlight and to matter, and that's just not going to – it's just not going to – look, Rich, we know better. This isn't going to work.
0: I don't, well, there's, it, 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 been, there's been two leagues in the in the last hundred years that have even made a blip on the radar. It's USFL and the ABA, and that even then the ABA was constantly at, at you know minutes away from death and was hoping the entire time that the NBA would, would you know absorb them and, and and do a merger and eventually they did. But yeah, I mean the ABA was, was was hanging on by a thread and and still we talk about that and it was barely on TV. It was barely, I mean it just had you know some innovations uh, that that there was eventually picked up by the NBA, but for the most part the ABA w- was really a nothing and the USFL was another one that competed briefly and then. And you know, it, it, it came for a few years and, and, and got a few players or whatever. And then little by little, as they tried to compete a little bit more at the NFL, it went away. And then I guess you can count arena football as well, but they were the same way. They, they, you know, had a little bit of a blip, maybe a four or five year blip where, where they were relevant on, on. Any sort of level, and now the you know the arena football still exists, but it's it's a four team single entity. It's like it's nothing. It's it, it, it's garbage. It basically doesn't exist on any level anymore. ABA of course gets absorbed by the uh, the NBA after only a couple of years, and the USFL of course uh, just go it goes under as well. So it's just um, and those are the success stories. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not to count the thousands of other leagues all over the place that have been created and, and and just failed, and and very few leagues compete on that level, and very few leagues have said we are going to compete directly with the number one team. Or the number one league or whatever, and we're gonna you, you know be as visible as them or, or or try to be as visible. And that's the big difference there is that like you said, Vince doesn't want to be the indoor that's football right. league, the regional. Yeah. He could be he could be the Connecticut football league if he really wants to, and it can be five different teams in you know the Northeast or whatever. And he can do that tomorrow, and then they'd be fine, and it would it would exist, and it'd be okay or whatever. But he wants to be on NBC. He wants to be in primetime. He wants to you know people to say the NFL and the XFL. He wants to be on Sports Center. He wants to, and and that's tough. That's really hard to do because nobody has done it in 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 hundreds of years in this country it's 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 tough i mean you got to go back shit afl nfl i mean what's that we're talking what 60s like early 60s for that and that's that's you know and or american league and national league and we're talking you know centuries ago and it's just it doesn't happen that way it just doesn't
1: the success stories that you cited one got folded into the nba because it was uh, a financial disaster and the usfl which is the best example of a a football success story as as something to um compete with the nfl what it lasts it lasted what three or four years three i and think
0: three or, or maybe four it might have lasted on for another four and, but yeah.
1: that of course is donald trump's football league and then and and it lasted three or four years and then won a lawsuit against the nfl for one dollar so these are your success stories that you're talking about uh you know with quotes around success it just doesn't this country just does it doesn't want to support second rate anything it just it, when it comes to sports just doesn't so and oh by the way, you have college football, which yeah. kind of fills the void that Vince McMahon thinks it exists, which doesn't. Um so yeah, that, I mean, yeah that, and, you that's, know.
0: and that's my big thing with the, with the XFL, is and, and, we, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, when we talked about it, and this will probably, you know, of course, we'll, anytime there's major news about the XFL, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but we, we don't want to be, obviously, a football show or anything like that, but... Uh, what we're, not gonna gonna be, listen, we're not going to be, listen,
1: we're not going to be breaking down uh, no. <laughs> what New York did wrong in the third quarter against Chicago, okay? We're not going to be doing that, so... <laughs>
0: But um, one of the things is is in I guess I understand Vince's you know what he's going for is is the market like you're saying the people that are disenfranchised with with the NFL which you know you could count me as one of those where I you know I just but my reason of not watching the NFL isn't because the guys kneel or it's not because a lot of it is the way the game is played or whatever and that that's fine he's gonna he said he's gonna address that and make it a little bit quicker but I just don't know that in my life and, and I think this is an issue with a lot of people that we really need more football and that, and that's he's well, well Rich here's that the thing okay well let
1: me ask you this let me one. ask you this though. Yeah, but let me ask you this. You're disenfranchised with the the NFL, but if you were getting, if you were compelled to get into football again, you're, you know, are you going to go watch the XFL? You're just going to go watch the Bears again.
0: Right, exactly. I just go back to the, and that's going to be always the issue. And it was the issue with the XFL. And it's an issue with all these leagues is that, the, the player pool isn't good enough to sustain another. League. And, and that's at the end of the day, you know, all you want, you're going to have fireworks and this and this and this, but and this was happening, in the XFL everyone's ready to go. And then the play started and it's like, oh yeah, they're not as good. And that's like the big three. I watched, you know, the big three is a fun league that didn't try to compete with the NBA, try to do a completely different thing in terms of, and you're familiar with the big three, right? The XFM yeah, yeah. three uh, basketball league. It's, it's, you know, it's X players or whatever. I was all into that league. I looked at the rosters. I'm ready to go. I'm like, oh, I'm pumped. I'm ready I'm ready. I'm ready and then the game started, I'm like, Oh yeah, these guys are like forty, and like watching forty year olds yeah. play football or, or play basketball rather isn't that exciting. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, basketball is really cool because it's like speed and athleticism and dunks and like this sort of stuff. And it's just like a bunch of forty year olds taking mid range jumpers or backing each other down. And you're like, Oh <laughs> was, yeah, like that sucks.
1: Like, it was it was forty year olds playing half court basketball. Right, yeah,
0: and you're that. like, Oh, yeah. right, it's just like going to a YMCA and watching like a pickup game. Like, I don't actually yeah. want to see that, even though even though if I love Al Harrington and like I love Carl's Boozer or whatever, but like I don't want to, you know, <laughs> that's not enough. It's like, oh, yeah, that's not going to be very exciting or whatever. So, and that's kind of what happened to XFL, and that's what's going to happen again here is that, you know, the talent pool isn't quite there. And that's, again, like Vince, I know he has no fucking clue what's going on in the NFL, but it's a real issue in the NFL as well is because you're seeing a lot of issues where teams where they get injuries or they get a lot of injuries piled up, they're having a hell of a time getting guys in there. You're getting street guys a lot of times playing big-time NFL you know, snaps. You're getting, you know, street dude. You lose a few offensive linemen. You got to go into the scrap heap to get these guys, and and a lot of those guys aren't good, and a lot of those guys have either moved on or or aren't doing anything just because there isn't that other outlet. So if XFL is saying, hey, you know, if you graduate college and and you're not good enough for the NFL, we we can take you or whatever. But I mean, that then, then it's like you got to pay those guys enough, and and how good are those guys? If they weren't good enough to make the NFL, which has these giant bloated rosters or whatever then what are you really doing so that's going to be one of the issues is is he's trying to compete on that level when the talent is just not going to be there unless he wants to do like the USFL or or like the ABA did and lure a few big stars with a lot of money but i i just is that realistic especially if a he had to you know get his own money out of the WWE to do this with the Alpha Entertainment, and then it's single entity too, which is an important part of this as well. Is that it's not franchise owned. It's not a bunch of big pocketed owners that are coming in here. It's not Jerry Jones saying, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll own a you know I'll own a team," or you know you know the AFL John Bon Jovi was a, was a big owner for a lot of years where he's going to like yeah whatever you know I'll I'll put a bunch of money in there. All the money is being fronted by Alpha Entertainment. It's all single entity similar to the MLS or whatever. So they, there's going to be that issue there where how much money do you have? Are you going to be able to lure those guys with big time money? Because that's how you do it. You lure a Herschel Walker. You lure a Julius Irving type or whatever. You know, that's what the AB and the USFL did. I don't know if the XFL is going to be able to do that. So he's going to rely on second-tier talent, you know, to compete on the NFL's level, which is 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 not easy to do.
1: I don't think any of that matters anyway. I think the idea that there's disenfranchised football fans is an overrated one. I think there's disenfranchised NFL fans. Um I think that you're not necessarily a basketball fan, you're an NBA fan, right? You're not a baseball fan, you're a major league baseball fan. Um, if you were just you know, really examine yourself as a sports fan, if you were legitimately just a basketball fan, you'd watch any basketball game. You know, it's like you're an NBA, most people are NBA fans, most people are NFL fans, and they may be upset with the NFL right now, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna watch a, a, another league. I, I don't buy into that, and I don't even think it's necessarily.
0: I don't well, think quality- like I'm, I'm running over there to watch Canadian football. Like, oh, thank I, you know I'm fuck the right. NFL. I'm done with the NFL. Oh, great, the Grey Cup's on. I'm gonna watch it. No, I just don't watch football now. <laughs> like, I just you know sometimes right. I'll, I'll I'll jump into a college game or whatever. But you know that's well, it. that's I, my that's, point.
1: You're, you're you're not a disenfranchised football fan. You're a disenfranchised NFL fan. Otherwise, you would be watching Canadian football. You know what I mean? That's my that's kind of my point. Um, That's why and I and I think quality of play is overrated too. I think all that stuff's relative. Um, you know it, it's. Look, the best player in the XFL, the the best quarterback in the XFL, is going to look like a world beater. Look at Tommy Maddox in the original XFL; he was so much better than everybody else in that league. Won the title, won the MVP, uh, that it got him another NFL job as a backup in the NFL. You know what I mean? But in the XFL, he looked tremendous. You know, I, all that stuff to me is relative. I don't think quality of play is something that your common your common fan can notice with the, with with their common eyes and that's not putting anybody. I just, I just don't think that's a, that big of a deal. And I don't think it's that drastic of a drop-off. You're not going from NFL players to uh, division to college football here. You're going from NFL players to guys who just barely aren't NFL players. The difference is negligible. And I think that's overplayed a bit. What I think is underplayed is it's not football fans are disenfranchised. It's NFL fans. They don't want just any old football. They want the NFL to be what it used to be. They want to root, you know, if you're, they, you know, someone who gave up on the bears five years ago, like Rich Krage, you know, it, it wants to watch the bears. He, you know, it, it's not just about watching, Guys play 11 on 11 football. I also think it's weird. He said 40 man rosters. That doesn't lead. That's
0: kind of. No, yeah. he football. doesn't really understand. I, again, like I don't think Vince knows anything about football, but like, yeah, so you got to let. I think I guess the implication is that special teams are going to be pretty much irrelevant or whatever or that like you maybe. Want they, to well, I mean, look, if you, got,
1: if you got 22 starters, a, a kicker, a punter and a long snapper, that's 25 players. You Tell me these teams are going to have 15 backups <laughs> with the with, with the way injuries occur. And if I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, no, he, he's got no clue. Something's like, yeah.
1: wrong. the Math is off there. I mean, you know, what do you get him? No backups at some positions.
0: I guess. I mean, I guess you can go arena football where you get the, the you know, the double. The guys play offense guys and defense, but, but like, I, ball, mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's easier when the field's half the size or whatever, and like, you know, you're indoors. So, yeah, I don't. I, I, I think I don't know what that number is. I don't think he even thought of that number either because that's yeah, it's not gonna. Work, hey, uh, no. <laughs> look, bottom line, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna... no, it's gonna be a disaster. And anybody that's even giving it, the, and, and that's the thing like, I want to talk about it now, but I feel like we're not going to talk about that much more because it's gonna be an absolute disaster. It's gonna be an abject failure, and it's gonna go, I don't know if it's gonna last uh, one year, two years, or whatever, but it's uh, in the end of the day, it's gonna be a total failure because it, it's just, I, I have no can. confidence in it. Why would you have confidence in Vince McMahon to do something that's not wrestling? I, I don't confidence have it, in Vince McMahon to do wrestling.
1: There's no re- yeah. There's no reason to have confidence in Vince McMahon doing anything other than wrestling. And there's no reason to have confidence in any other second-rate sports league starting up because the, the history just shows that they all right.
0: fail. there's guys. I mean, there's there's guys that bust their ass to try to get these these secondary leagues. There's a great podcast I, I I recently discovered. It's called "Good Seats Still Available" and it's all about second-tier sports leagues or whatever and, and yeah. this guy will interview guys and you, when you go over these guys histories you know I used to be an executive at the NFL and then I, I left to like the guy that, that founded Arena Football was he was a, like a legit high level executive at the NFL and just was like you know I had this idea for an indoor football league and I just kind of did it and that's a dude that, that knew football the, like the back of his hand or whatever and it took forever for the afl to get to even a blip where it got on nbc for a few years had a little bit of you know, notoriety and then now like i said it's a shell of its former self i had three years of like relevancy three or four years of relevancy and that's a dude that knew football that lived football that what and and had connections and new owners and knew how to get played this is Vince McMahon trying to jump into football you know when he well, has to the, move the, the, the football players he's a dirty lad for god's sakes I mean,
1: arena football is really the success story you need to point to because it's existed for over 20 years or whatever, but not at the level that Vince is going to find acceptable. You can live at that level. I, Vince can do that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, arena football lasted for 10 years before it was even on any TV. It was just kind of a regional, yeah. hey, come to your local stadium in, in Des Moines or whatever and watch arena football. And it's fine. Like, I used to go to a lot of arena football games in Chicago. I enjoyed it. It was fine, but I, I took it for what it was. It was five bucks for tickets. As a high schooler, it was great. Cool. Yeah, five yeah. bucks. Me and my It It's a night of entertainment
1: that yeah. you'd never think about again, and you'd have no connection. Team, uh, you'd have no connection to the play. Yeah, I'm
0: wearing a Chicago Rush shirt right now, sir. So you tell me who doesn't have? It. No, I'm joking on that. But, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's, if, it's it's it's, it it's Minor out, league hockey, you know, minor league hockey. Yes. The AHL has existed for for years and years and years because it never tries to be anything more than it is. It's you know, yeah, we'll let you know we'll feed you know players to the NHL, and that, that's fine. We're, we're fine doing that, and that's one of the things that a lot of people have brought up as well is, is you know, does the XFL become a feeder league for the NFL? And th- that's people that I think that have no fucking clue what is going on. The they don't need that. Yeah. They have college football to do that. And and right. Vince McMahon doesn't want to be a feeder league. That's, do you think no. this dude yeah, yeah. wants to be the ring of honor of, of football? No. Yeah, no he shot. Wants to, Yeah, no he shot. wants. He wants to put on WrestleManias. He wants to put on, you know, the big. He's. He wants to be the big guy, it, 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 you know, he wants to be the big dog in, in this or whatever. It's it, no. I mean, so the idea that he's going to be a feeder system, that he's going to work with the NFL, that that's none of that's going to happen, and that's going to be one of the many reasons why it, it is, fails miserably.
1: And if the NFL ever sees this as a threat, which I know that they don't, but if at any point they decide that this is a threat, they're going to start up a feeder league. I mean, they had the they had the World League for a while, which yeah. essentially served that purpose uh, and eventually uh, fizzled out. But if they ever felt like this was a threat, they would start up their own and they would offer more money and a pipeline to the NFL. And any player is going to choose that over Vince McMahon's vanity project. So the NFL could snuff this out anytime they want. The problem is the NFL has to be careful with stuff like that because of, you know, you don't want to... You, you don't want to... Uh, you know, poke the bear with people claiming that you're a monopoly and things of that nature. So you kind of let these leagues start up and you let them flame out on their own. Um, right, but if knowing they
0: really, that, yeah, knowing that there's no competition whatsoever.
1: right? So. But if they really want to, they can snuff it out in a second. Uh, you know, and if people think that going out and signing Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow and, and, and Robert Griffin, the third and Johnny Manziel, although he, I think he's got a few DUIs. So I don't know if you're, uh, you're signing Johnny football to your league. If you're being strict with the rules, if people think, going, look, those guys will get attention. There's no question. You put Robert Griffin, the third against Colin Kaepernick week one national television. I have no doubt that'll do a deep. That'll draw a couple million viewers, but just like the first at XFL, it'll wear out its welcome, and by week three, no one's gonna care because it's not the NFL and it's it's gimmicky Vince McMahon football. So you you could use those guys to draw attention to you to to your league initially, but it won't sustain. That won't matter either. So um, you know it, it's like you said the your really your only prayer is to offer real money to real stars. Um, but even then, you're still facing an uphill battle, uh, you know, on fucking ice skates. It's impossible.
0: Yeah. yeah, and there there was a league. I don't know if you remember this a few years ago, maybe about ten years ago or so. It was the All American Football League, and it was this idea that we're going to put. Uh, you know, teams in, in, in predominantly college towns or whatever. So like Gainesville, Florida, I think it was, was going to yeah. get a team or whatever. And they were going to try to get, Alabama, yeah, like exactly. Like those yes. sort of things. And they were going to try to attract, you know, talent from those college teams that didn't make it to the NFL. So I think like Chris leak was like this big deal that he was going to go to Florida. I remember because I, I did a project on this because uh, I was in a sports business class at this time, but very similar idea. Like let's, oh, let, you know, let's, D- these disenfranchised, and in this case, it wasn't NFL fans, but people that it had sold had this attraction to guys that were great in college that didn't quite make it to the NFL or whatever. It's very similar. It never got off the ground. They never even played a fucking game with this thing, even though after they planned it for years and years and years and years they had a draft guys got signed, they never played a single game. It was six teams. And and, and that had a lot of backing too. That had like some big deal backing. They had signed some contracts did all that stuff, and it didn't even get on the ground. So it's just, it, it's so hard to do what they're they're trying to do. So yeah, anybody that's, that's really, you know, covering this with any, you know, real seriousness is doing so because it's Vince McMahon and because they're wrestling fans or whatever. But you really got to look at the history of, uh, of secondary sports leagues in this country and, and across. I mean, it's just, it, it, it just doesn't happen, especially in football. It's so hard to do it in football. And these are guys that know what the hell they're doing. Vince has no clue what he's doing.
1: Yeah, I just I just don't think super conservative, patriotic guy who decided not to watch the NFL this year is going to be attracted to a different football league. He wants to watch the NFL. He just wants to watch the NFL the way he remembers it. He doesn't just want to watch some other football league.
0: All right, so that's our XFL thing. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to get to that too many other times. Uh, Joe, where do you want to go now? Obviously, we have a huge week of uh, WWE events. we got Royal Rumble Takeover. Uh, we also got two shows in New Japan, the New uh, New Beginning and Sapporo, two uh, shows, the 27th and the 28th. Uh, is there any one direction you want to go there? You want to maybe go chronological? I think we can maybe... Well, let's, get,
1: let's get Enzo out of the way, and then... Um, oh,
0: right, the okay, yeah, 205 Live, yeah.
1: 205 Live stuff, and then I guess we can bounce from there. Um, stayed with WWE. Preview their big weekend, and then previewed New Japan. Wrap things up. Let's do cool. that.
0: Cool. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, Enzo fired, gone. Want me History. to take this one? Uh yeah, go for it. You want to keep? Uh, you want to uh, hit mute and just
1: stay away? I know. <laughs> you know, I'm getting kind of tired of uh, talking about wrestlers. Uh, you know, getting accused of sex assault. It's getting real tiring. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but here we have Enzo, and uh, he's been accused of rape so this is a lovely story um yeah where do we even begin here so um apparently this happened in october and the and, and it is being investigated by the uh was the phoenix police right
0: the phoenix yeah the phoenix police i believe
1: yeah and enzo for because he's a complete and utter let me just say this about enzo amore okay if he raped this girl He's a fucking piece of shit. And obviously, he belongs in prison for a very long time. If he didn't rape this girl, he's just one of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. How do you not tell your employer that you're being investigated for a rape for three months? Like his, obviously, if he didn't tell them for this long, if the alleged victim hadn't tweeted about it, he still wouldn't have told his employer. He thought that he could just sweep this under the rug. Let's say, for argument's sake, that the investigation concluded and they found that uh, some rock-solid evidence that he didn't rape her, meaning he had a a, a rock-solid alibi that he wasn't even in the state, something just utterly ridiculous. Let's just, for the sake of argument, say that. I'd still fire his ass if I was his employer for not telling me that he was being investigated for this. What the fuck is this guy thinking?
0: Do yeah, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's like, so dumb. I mean, that's that's the thing, because I was talking with some people, and they're like, well, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? That? And they were all getting to the case, and I was like, look, I, I have no idea about the case right now. We'll, that We'll let that play out. We'll see what the police find. At the end of the day, you probably should mention to your employer that, oh, hey, by the way, I got accused of, you know, a sexual assault or in this case, you you know, a a flat out rape. And yeah, they're they're looking at it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's that fear that they're going to say, well, we're going to get rid of you anyway, because we don't want to, you know, just, but you probably have to tell them one way or another because they're going to find out, you know, at some point in this case, he waited three. I mean, you got to tell them right away that that's, and that's just just a decency to your employers. You can't,
1: you can't allow this to just spring up on your employer uh, without them knowing a thing. I mean that's just I mean come on I mean you know so now he's in a position where even if he didn't do it he he deserved to be fired and I wouldn't even hire him back. No
0: God no no and it's not like he was you know well like there's a lot of other things too about you know whether well, he was the, liked yeah, or not but other, yeah. I I swiped that all in. but I kind of I, I sort of put that away because I think this is enough where if you do not tell your employer that you're under investigation for for a heinous for crime a rape? yeah then for a, then a, then, a, a, then you're a, a, kind of ha-
1: I mean, look at the story, look at the allegations that this that this girl was drugged to the point where she was unconscious, and then raped by this man. I mean, come on, this 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 wasn't uh this wasn't. He's not accused of 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 fighting someone in a bar or you know some misdemeanor or something. He's accused of drugging a girl into unconsciousness and raping her. How do you not alert your employer that you're being investigated for that? I mean, that, it's it just, it, come on. It's crazy, you know? And it, it's like, and yeah, like you said, he wasn't well liked to begin with. Um, th- th- All the stories are out there. I mean, WWE basically turned it into his gimmick. They did that that thing with Corey Graves on the network, um, kind of turning the idea that, uh, he's not very well liked in the locker room into uh, part of his fucking wrestling persona. OK, and let's face it with Enzo Amore. OK, this guy's a fucking this is the kind of guy, Enzo Amore, who, you know, he's the he's the kind of dude who, who turns up dead on a motel room floor because he's, you know, uh, fucking because he drank too much cough medicine with fucking SoundCloud rappers. That's the kind of guy he is. OK, he runs with terrible crowds. He hangs out with these these fucking
0: Joe terrible just discovered people. SoundCloud rappers not that long ago, so so but, let him uh, let him have his fun here. But they are terrible. So I agree. that's
1: what Enzo Mori is. These are the people he's hanging out
0: right. with. Right? No, he wanted to. Like he wanted. No, he legitimately wants to be a SoundCloud rapper too. That's the funny part. Is like there's always those reports that he's you know not you know when he wasn't. I, I don't know if you remember these, but a few months ago when it was like report that he wasn't well liked or whatever that he was working on like ah maybe I have an exit plan maybe I get out of this and and what he wanted to do was become a rapper which is just like oh okay like have, have fun. I mean his but.
1: two his his two accomplices. In this alleged crime, are like one of these third-rate SoundCloud rappers, and and someone who's famous for being famous on Twitter. It, it, it's like, you know, it's like when you reach a certain level of fame, stop hanging out with with low-class people like that. You know, but he is a so low a, class.
0: person. He's a low class person. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a low class person. So low class people hang out with low class people. You know, so. and,
1: and there is a thing where you know it's there's a, there's a famous saying: "You are the company you keep." You know, right. and I don't necessarily adhere to that a hundred percent, but there is some truth to that saying. You know, and when you're hanging out with with pieces of shit and low lives and miscreants and 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 you know, look. It, you know, supposedly this was a hotel room full of every drug on the table and 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 just bad people doing bad things. And 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 he's alleged to have brought some of these people into WWE locker rooms in the past, which is part of the reason he's not liked. You know? So he rolls with this crowd, and I'm not shocked at all whether he did it or not that he's mixed up in something like this. Whether he did it or not, I'm not shocked that he's mixed up in something
0: like right. this.
1: Right. You know? And and you know we'll see how it plays out. But to me, if I'm WWE, I don't care how it plays out. Obviously, if he did it, he belongs in prison. But even if he didn't do it, I would never employ this person again. He's too volatile. He's a, he's he's he, what's what's the upside versus the downside of employing this man?
0: Right, the chances are something's going to happen again very soon, yeah. and, and, and maybe all the rocks know about that either. Yeah, and he's yeah, and again, the the upside, the, you know, when you talk about floor ceiling, uh, yeah, the floors is, is we kind of saw it, and, and, and the ceiling is yeah, the ceiling isn't the rock. It's not like yeah. you have a megastar on your hands, and it's he's like, not stone cold
1: Steve Austin, okay. But the downside is he's a fucking rapist. So why employ this guy? Let him go hang out. Uh, you know, with his SoundCloud rappers and fucking drink cough medicine and fucking end up dead in the, on a motel room floor. That's his future. Go let him do it. Wash your hands of him. The guy is your classic d bag. He's a fucking douchebag. He's he's you know, this is someone who Vince McMahon should not hire for the XFL. Is what I'm getting at here. Probably not.
0: No. Yeah, okay. This another.
1: is not the kind of guy you want working for you. The guy's a d. He's your classic d bag. He is what you see on TV. If what he is on TV is him turned up to 11, Enzo Amore in life is at 10. This isn't a guy who's a four turned up to 11, which is a lot of wrestling gimmicks. This is a guy who's already a fucking 10 turned up to 11 when he goes on TV. I don't think there's much difference there. You know, we've all seen his his Snapchat stories and his fucking Instagram and everything. This guy is what he says he is, which is a fucking train wreck. Wash your hands of this guy, and fucking never associate with him again. And they scrubbed him from the website. They're not fucking around with this guy. I don't think it would look. I, he could be exonerated. Like I said, oh, he's not, he's never coming back. He's done. He could, let me tell you something. He could he could have a rock solid alibi. He could he could prove that he was in fucking Helena, Montana on the night of this fucking alleged rape. And, and they 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 are not bringing this guy back. They, they have scrubbed him from history and they have just said enough is enough with fucking Enzo Amore. This guy is not worth the trouble. And I hope he didn't rape this girl because I hope this girl didn't get raped. You don't want to hope that anyone got raped. I hope right. that she's just a troubled person and she – and whatever. I hope this poor girl did not get raped. But if he fucking raped her, man, I hope he gets nailed to the wall and I hope he gets sent to prison and I hope he never fucking gets out. I I I it, it, what a gross fucking that story is pretty disturbing.
0: Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's definitely a warning if you're if you're it's 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 bad. <laughs> if you know if if, if, if what is alleged did happen, yeah, it is, is its Is two who's two buddies? These two fucking the one person,
1: like I said, is some third-rate rapper. The other is no one can tell me why this other uh, this woman, what's her name, too short or some shit. Too, uh, too
0: touch the, or, I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't
1: whatever know. fucking no one can even tell me why that person's famous. They're just famous for being famous. They're Twitter famous. They lure this poor girl to a hotel room on the premise of, we want you to suck Enzo Amore's dick. I mean, that's the premise that they lure her to the hotel room. That was the fucking premise. Come suck this guy's dick. She drives two hours to get there. And then according to her side of things, you know, they, they coerce her into doing all these drugs And then he rapes her when she's unconscious. When the other two people leave and tell her have a nice time and then he rapes her when she's unconscious. I mean, give me a break. All three of them belong in prison if this happened this way. And if it didn't happen this way or if it didn't happen at all, it's his own fault for getting mixed up with these kind of people. So wash your hands of them and never look back.
0: I what think part they, that I love really, about?
1: they really dodged the bullet here.
0: Yeah, no, they really fucking
1: I mean, dodged the bullet here, and he well, put them I mean, in like, a terrible are... position by not telling them about it.
0: That, that's that's the How part that, that, they, that... They can hide this. I, that's that's what it really like perplexes me. Is that so? Did he think just one day like some news report was going to come out that Enzo Mar was cleared of you know rape allegations, and like they're going to read that and go like, what the what? Like what are you t-? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He sorry that- yeah sorry guys. I uh, they thought I raped them, but I didn't. And yeah. it's like. Like, dude, you, you, why would you not tell us that until just now? Yeah. Like, did he really just think that that would never come up again? That nobody would ever know? That it would never be a point of contention, maybe? Or did, did, he his, did he think his employer would be okay with that if he was cleared? Yeah, like, oh, okay, you didn't write that, fine. Because, yeah, I'm, you know, next time tell us, but this time, it's cool, whatever. You know,
1: like... I mean, he still would have been shit-canned.
0: Yeah, it's... Rightfully. It, it, yeah, he's that he like, thought he could get away with how it. Dumb,
1: it. Can, how dumb is this person? Well... For that alone, how stupid is this man?
0: There's, you know, we, we give shit to wrestlers a lot for how they treat other wrestlers a lot of times, but I, there's a very good reason why he was dressing by himself and nobody wanted to hang out with him ever. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and, and there was always the reports that he would show up and like tell everybody who he hung out with that weekend. It's it's like, I and it, it, it was just a fucking disaster from the beginning. Like you he said, there's no upside. Like, if it was guy. The Rock, it'd be like, ah, oh, and not, not, of course, if the Rock raped somebody, you, you wouldn't, but if it was The Rock and he was just annoying and he told you who he hung out with or whatever, but it was like, yeah. fuck, dude, that guy is the fast. Like, that dude is going to make us all millions of dollars or whatever. Obviously, if he commits a crime, that's a different story. But If he's just annoying, but it's like Enzo's annoying, commits crimes potentially, doesn't and tell the players that he potentially f- committed crimes. Like yeah. You're just a dumbass. Just get rid of him, cut him, and never bring him back. Watch him he's from the website. F- he's, an done. he's done.
1: absolute bag. He's an absolute fucking D-bag. That's what he is. I mean, this guy was a Hooters manager before he got into wrestling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's true, by the way. I mean, so...
1: I, you know, I mean come on and and if this is what he's doing I mean I don't even want to know what he was doing in that Hooters yeah I know, you know
0: I thought it, about that too I was like oh god
1: <laughs> you know so anyway Enzo's history you're never going to see him again in WWE I can promise you that um I suppose if he's exonerated in some way I'm sure he'll get booked somewhere um you know, I, I, I mean, you know, th- th- there was a story circulating. I think Mike Johnson said four yeah, different indie Johnson, promoters yeah. asked for his contact info already. Um, without even the case. Be- now that is fuck Now that is fucked up. I mean, look, it's one thing if this plays out and he's exonerated, whatever, you want to book him. That wouldn't shock me at all. And I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but I'm genuinely shocked that there's promoters trying to contact this guy while this investigation is still pending with the possibility that he raped an unconscious woman. Yeah.
0: Sadly, I'm not surprised because, you know, indie <laughs> wrestling at its lowest of low is. is I mean, really, really. There <laughs> yeah. is a
1: very good possibility he's going to end up being convicted of, of, a, uh, of rape or at least charged with rape. There's a very good possibility he's gonna be charged with rape. And you're looking in a book at him? Oh, what are you doing? It's and, and again, he's not the rock. You know, I, I don't I don't understand. I, I really, I really don't understand. But they WWE scrubbed him. They they uh, you know, I don't even think he has a a page on the fucking website anymore. Um, I wonder if they show him in the title history. I wonder if he got the full uh, Benoit treatment.
0: I'm kind of curious. What, what was interesting though is that before we came on the show, I was trying to look up 205 Live house show results and I couldn't find any of them. Like they were just gone. And I remember finding them before, so they like wiped out 205 Live. Results history, just yeah. In case he's, he, was, he's getting, he was in it, yeah. He's getting pretty much the Benoit treatment. Let me let me find out if he's in the uh, the, the title histories because that that'd be interesting to see. Um,
1: so anyway, as far as the wrestling goes, um, what they did was they stripped him of the title, and they had Daniel Bryan announce at the beginning of two hundred five live that the title had been abdicated.
0: Of course, oh, that's the new word, yeah.
1: Because I guess Vince McMahon has decided that he doesn't like the word vacate. Uh, for whatever fucking reason maybe he was watching some uh some mid-atlantic on, on, <laughs> on the network and he probably walked into that meeting and said i heard bob coddle say vacate <laughs> and we're not vacating titles that's southern wrestling yeah. so we're gonna <laughs> abdicate the title damn it
0: what was so, the uh there was a, what was the oh triple h kept using the one a few years ago was it abeyance remember that one
1: buy abeyance, yeah, which Abayance, uh yeah. Nigel yeah. said later on in the show. Uh, when they when they when Daniel Bryan kicked it to, to Vince Joseph or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Joe yeah, Vince, 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 Vince. Joseph. We talked Vic about Vic Joseph. Vince. That's our we guy. talked about Vic Joseph. And uh Nigel said, you know, yeah, he, he said that with he he said the title had been abdicated and with the abeyance that we may see a uh <laughs> <ever> uses. This. <laughs> I've legit never like, heard those so words so, ever. No, no, I yeah, seriously. Like there was uh, there was the time, time when we talked about like words that Vince
0: like, uses that nobody else ever uses. Remember, uh, it, I you didn't watch much of the Attitude Era, but there was a while where on a weekly basis they talked about cahoots, and I had no fucking clue what cahoots were, and I asked my dad. Oh, you didn't know, cahoots? well, at the time when I'm like twelve or thirteen or whatever. Even today, well, I don't I like know cahoots, I mean, cahoots like- that much. Like, is a good- I use cahoots. I use that's, that. Yeah, that like. He fucking loved it. I think it was during, oh, it was when uh, the Undertaker and Kane were like trying to like, they were under cahoots. Like they were maybe together and like Stone Cold would come out and go like, are you under cahoots? Like, are you two in cahoots or whatever? And Vince is like, "Oh, are you two? And it was just like this. weird. We have the Undertaker like getting a promo and grabbing the mic and talking about cahoots. It's like, I like abdicate. Fuck? Like
1: abdicate is like the only time I've ever heard that is like, like, in like, if you're talking about like history, and then like in the year 1300, a king abdicated his throne. You know, like I haven't I, heard abdicated
0: use. Yeah, like Kaiser Wilhelm like abdicated the throne of Germany in you know 1917 or whatever. Kaiser
1: Wilhelm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah.
1: There's a reference for you, Kaiser Wilhelm reference. Um, but yeah, so you know, the abd- so he abdicated the title apparently, <laughs> and um, they're going to now announce a GM next week. And then the GM is going to decide how the title will be filled on 205 Live.
0: Is that even the right use of abdicate? I'm looking it up now. I don't think, like, it, I think. Abdicate is to give something up. Yeah, but it's it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And that's why it's used in like the royal terms or whatever. Because abdicate right. is, is per dictionary.com uh, to renounce or relinquish a throne right power claim responsibility or the like, especially in a formal manner. So it's a formal Renouncement yeah. of a throne, right, power, claim, or responsibility.
1: Yeah, and it's really not what happened here. I mean, we've got <laughs> he a guy who didn't
0: abusive. honorably say, ah, here. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Vince McMahon, I don't want he the was, title. Uh, like, yeah.
1: I guess Vince just, he doesn't want a terminology like stripped of a title or mm-hmm. vacate on his television because he's a fucking weirdo. So, it's so you know, yes, he's,
0: the title is an abeyance.
1: It's an abeyance. Yes. So, you know, um, but they're going to announce a new GM. Uh, To me, this is a good opportunity to sort of pivot away from this being Little Guy Raw and with the goofy storylines and uh, the chin lock matches. And we all know 205 Live hasn't been good. Um, This is an opportunity to say, hey, look. Speak for yourself. I'm joking. It's been terrible. Our champion's gone. Um, The the running half of the heels on the roster were doing a gimmick that they were, you know, the Zotrain gimmick. So we're going to have to move them away and into something different anyway. So we've got our champion gone. We've got half the heel roster has to be moved in another direction. To me, this was a very good opportunity for them to pivot 205 Live into something different because what they were currently doing wasn't working. They had a three-show tour where they canceled one show. Uh, Another show drew 1,200 fans. The other did a little better with 1900 fans. But I mean, you know, they're drawn at the level of ROH. Um, you know, they, they, they haven't followed through with plans to run shows in February. Nobody's watching the show on the network. Uh, the guy that you built the show around is gone forever. This was their chance to say, let's try something different with these guys. But I get the sense with the GM <laughs> search.
0: That- I was going to say, then they ins- they're saying that they're going to install a GM, which makes you give up all faith that this thing ever was going to be on the right track.
1: Yeah, and 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 they already have, you know, Drew. You know what Gulak. this needs
0: authority figures. <laughs> More
1: yeah, and you've got Drew, you got Drew Gulak doing his comedy gimmick. You know, uh, they've got him lobbying for the position. You've got Akira Tozawa doing a Vince McMahon impression, lobbying for the position. So they're going to continue in their little guy Raw direction. I mean, I think that's a mistake. I, I thought it was funny that this week on a show that obviously. Written in haste and kind of was a placeholder show until they get a new direction going. That they let Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali go out there after a two hour SmackDown, after a 25 minute mixed match challenge, and at the end of a 46 minute cruiserweight uh, 205 live show, um, as tired of a crowd as you could possibly have, as apathetic as they were for the rest of the show. And those guys went out there and had a long, Cruiserweight Classic style match, which the fans weren't into in the beginning, but those two guys won those fans over, had them on their feet, had them chanting, this is awesome, and went out there and had a killer match that won an extremely tired crowd over. And people will still tell you that doing a Cruiserweight Classic style show will not work on the main roster. I just saw it work in front of a very tired crowd. Under the worst possible circumstances, people who did not pay to see those guys at the end of a long taping, and it still got over tremendously. Just going out there and having a good match. You're telling me if you don't give these guys backstories the way they did on the Cruiserweight Classic and do, you know, um, and, and get away from the you know little guy Raw bullshit. That it, well, I, I don't buy it. I think it can work, but I'm wasting my breath. They're going to announce a comedy GM next week. And it's going to be more of the same, mm-hmm. and it's a shame because look, I look, I can't sit here and guarantee that a cruiserweight classic style presentation would be a massive hit and that they would draw more than twelve hundred fans to to uh, to Rhode Island like they did this past weekend. Or you know, any I can't guarantee that. But what I can tell you is the current direction doesn't work, isn't going to work, and that there's no harm in pivoting to something else. Um, but. Unfortunately, we're never going to see it, and we're just we're just you know pissing into the
0: wind. Yeah, we're we're spinning our wheels with that because yeah, it's it's it is what it is, and and like the house show results were that too. You know, it was a bunch of just there was there was some decent matches from what we heard from reports or whatever, but a lot of you know bullshit, a lot of you well, know Joe interference Gagney. and stuff. Yeah, it's Joe Gagnon
1: was at the Rhode Island show, and and he said that the matches were good and they got time, but they were two hundred five lifestyle matches. Uh, you know, they were worked in the same vein. Um, You know, because I heard a lot of people saying, "Well, these are house shows; they're gonna let them go crazy and let loose and work indie style." No, they—they were never gonna do that. Okay, that's—that was never gonna happen. It didn't. So, you know, supposedly the shows were enjoyable, and um, the fans that they did draw were hardcore fans, and they were hot for everything. So that's good. Um, But clearly, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a sustainable, uh, you know, third tour, just based on the numbers that they did and the fact that they had to cancel one show. And it's not looking good since they didn't announce the February dates yet. I mean, they could do that tomorrow for all I know. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, uh,
0: yeah it's, gets, it's in a bad place gets, right now and that's what sucks is the roster is draws a...
1: 1500 fans per show
0: it's just well, that's right and, and that's what i'm talking about like we can talk about those numbers being okay but like we should draw more than ring of honor at you know for the debut of this this thing and it's it's like yeah it is what it is and, and it's not if gonna you change can't fill
1: a two, if you can't fill a 2000 seat building it's what are you doing
0: yeah what, what do you why even bother it's it's you know when when millions of people are watching your show on a weekly basis you know the marketing muscle that that would has and yeah you're getting 1200 people i mean come on that's, what it's, a it's, roster,
1: though. I mean, God, what's Cedric? It's great. Guys,
0: it's great. It's a great. And that's why, like, yeah, people can tell you all you want about, oh, it's not going to work weekly. It's not going to. I think that show is ripe for just because it's so compact, because it's so short, because that you can do a lot of fun stuff with that show if you really want to, especially with those guys. Jesus Christ, the roster's stacked. That's I mean, if the, NXT roster, <laughs> if
1: the NXT roster can draw 10,000 fans four times a year, why can't this roster? Right. If it, it's all in the way you present them, you know, it's the NXT, the, the takeovers wouldn't do as well as they do if they had Raw style presentation. I think we would all concede that. So, why would 205 Live do any better on the road if it's presented just like Raw or SmackDown? Because you, 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 because also fans see it as second rate, third rate, really, because they see SmackDown as second rate. So, you know, if 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 you presented the 205 live stuff the way you presented NXT, I, I see no reason why it couldn't draw better than it did this past weekend. But again, we're pissing in the. Yeah. Why are we wasting why, our yeah, time? Yeah, we, we shouldn't things? even bother
0: anymore. And it's going to be more and more like some of the XFL conversation. It's like, why do we even bother? Because it's just, it, it it is what it is, and, and yeah, nothing's changing. It's it's just going to continue to.
1: But it was uh, interesting that it went back up to 46 minutes this week, even with the mixed match challenge. The week mm-hmm. before, it only went like 25 minutes and um and i didn't know this but you know we had someone who's in tune with the production side of things in WWE telling us that that was a massive miscommunication and the 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 205 live the people that the showrunners of 205 live did that on their own either because they didn't understand that they didn't have their full time allotment or that for whatever reason and there was a lot of that was it wasn't supposed to be a 25 minute show last week and that information that we got was proven correct because this week it was back up to 46 minutes. So that little mini 20, 25-minute show, that was a fuck-up, which shows you the priorities they have with 20, <laughs> right. live. Yeah. where word didn't get to them that, hey, guys, you're still doing a 46-minute show. No, they just assumed that Mixed Match Challenge got half of their time. And, and I was skeptical when we got that story But then, when this week went 46 minutes, I went, "Holy shit, it's true! They fucked up the week before." That's the lack of that just goes to show you how little people think about 205 Live behind the scenes, where it was never communicated to the people running the show that they had their full 46 minute (laughs) allotment last week. They did that weird show where Goldust beat half the roster by himself. (laughs) So you know, it's it's just. And then they never yeah. mentioned the tour.
0: Ever. Yeah, they forgot to tell people, oh, live. by the way, we're on the tour and you should buy tickets. But, you know, yeah. And like you said, that's you fun. know, the part two is the fact that, you know, it was announced that they were going to do three shows in February. As a recording, I don't know if they're announcing it as a recording this, but I think everyone's going to just kind of be quiet and forget that that ever happened, right? Yeah. I mean, or it'll we don't get have a building. By. We don't have a building. Like, we got nothing. It's just, you know. And that's the other thing that, you know, we mentioned
1: it last week, but don't forget that they had to add. First, they thought they had to add Nia Jax. Then they had to add Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Uh, Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt match to it because the advanced sales be was, one way because it. the advanced tickets were so poor that they just kept adding main roster people to the to those shows. So that can't be forgotten either. But uh, what a big mess! But it's you know fuck Enzo and he should I he, I hope he never comes back. Um, you know he's he's a shady motherfucker um like i said it wouldn't shock me at all if he ends up dead on a motel room floor somewhere i mean that's the path he's headed on um and if he raped this 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 girl then that's what he deserves so um that's that
0: well, gee how do we follow that up <laughs> i was gonna do a read but i feel like we should have another topic before we uh we, we jump into that stuff but uh uh let's talk takeover and then I'll I'll do the reading between takeover and uh Royal Rumble because I feel like hey we uh we let in with that guy should die on an ultimate <laughs> floor, that guy will enjoy an altar floor. Well no, now, I-,
1: I genuinely think that's that's No, that I, mean, not
0: I mean you're probably right. I mean that that's that's yeah. the,
1: that's the company he keeps. Um, you know that's we roll. Yeah, with. he's a known
0: fuck up. But if, it, if if this happens to be, you know, whatever whatever happens with this case, you know, we find out it's it's gonna be something else down the line. I mean, this is not a guy who who just mistakenly got in this situation or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's those guys that are like.
1: This wasn't just a story that emerged from a guy who's been keeping his nose clean.
0: Right. And it's like, no, I swear to God, like, I just got in the wrong situation or this is the, no, it's, it's like, and that's probably why they're, like, they're just like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's essentially a, saying, a history, we,
0: we think that you probably did this, or if you didn't, you're going to do something else. So fuck off. Get out of here. Like,
1: yeah, you're just a bad fucking, you're a bad gamble at this point. We've had enough of you. You were already on your last fucking chance. Yeah. Now a rape allegation. Fuck you. Go away forever and don't ever come back, and we're removing you from our history. I can't blame them at all. Uh, He's still
0: it's, on the uh, Cruiserweight uh, Championship history. I don't know if I told you that earlier, but he is, he is still they there. A, but... did,
1: they ever, did they put Chris Benoit back on those kinds of lists? Oh, that's a good I question. feel like me they
0: me WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to get him because uh, WWE.com, yeah, I feel like they did, but let me... Uh, I don't go to, to WWE.com for my uh, title histories anymore, so let's... Uh, like that, Going to
1: utter his name on TV again, and they're never going to show footage of him on TV again. But I feel like they kind of relented on some of the other stuff where you can find his name on the website now. I I don't feel like it's a 100% scrub. Yeah, he's there.
0: He's he's there as when the WCW title, yeah. Right.
1: Because for a while there, they removed his name totally from their history, like 100%. Yeah, yeah. I even think isn't he in that book too that they put out the encyclopedia if I'm that not i don't
0: know yeah that i've never i've never seen i'll have to ask the next time i go to a, a show and there's somebody carrying it around to get you know sid vicious to sign it or whatever well i'm sure like a that,
1: listener so. we probably have a lot of listeners with the book so i am almost positive he has an entry in their encyclopedia too um that they put out uh remember that thing they put out about two years ago
0: um, yeah right 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 so it's it doesn't- like what is interesting though is so they have Chris Benoit in here, but they have no details about him. Like every other title right. is like you know Rick Flair defeated uh, Kevin Nash in a triple threat match because it's like bullshit. You know the two thousand WCW, but you click uh, Chris Benoit and it's just Chris Benoit. It, you know, it's
1: right. just his name. Yeah, right. It's it's bare bones. It's just this this yeah. person. Have you ever looked
0: between- at the two thousand WCW World Heavyweight Championship history? I
1: have. It's a fucking <laughs> My train wreck. God. Yeah. What is going on? Why?
0: Jeff Jarrett. Okay, you get get Chris Benoit. Nineteen hours. He says, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Savicious gets it. Savicious gets stripped, but then wins it back that same night, defeating the Harris brothers. (laughs) Oh, we laugh, but on the Royal Rumble, there's something going on, a title match with two people on one side, so I guess, but then, okay, so Sid Vicious has it for 75 days, Uh, he loses it to Jarrett, Jarrett has it for eight days, he loses it to Diamond Dallas Page, Dallas Page has it for 19 hours, David Arquette has it for 12 days, Uh, Jeff Jarrett has it for eight days, Ric Flair has it for seven days, Jeff Jarrett, I don't, do you remember the Ric Flair 2000 world title win? I don't, but uh, Jeff Jarrett has it for two days, Kevin Nash has it for five days, Ric Flair with two, I didn't know that, Ric Flair again gets it. Fifteen hours later, he loses it to Jeff Jarrett. What the fuck? Booker T has it for eight days. He loses it to Vince Russo. Vince Russo has it for seven days. God, that fucking company. So bad. Why would Why would anybody enjoy that?
1: Which, by the way, I don't. I don't even disagree with putting Benoit's name back on lists like that. I mean, that's history. It's just history. No, no, no. He,
0: should, he should be there for sure.
1: I, I, I'm not one of these people who's like. You know, traumatized if I see a Chris Benoit match or see yeah. his name. So I, it, it happened. It's part of history. Look, but again, I don't think you need to glorify it. No, they don't, don't have to embrace to.
0: him and talk about him and throw him in things and say he was Correct. one of the greatest. And yeah, you don't have to do that. and Put him but in your hall happened. of fame or whatever. You know? Yeah. But yeah. he did win a title. Of
1: that. And like you said, you don't have to add footnotes to his, to, to the list. You could just simply have the name there in black and white. It's like when I look at the all-time NFL rushing leaders, I want to see OJ Simpson's name there because it happened and it's history. Even though I truly believe that he decapitated those two people. I I he, you know, it's history, it happened. You know, you can't you can't you can't remove things that happened, you know. So I don't have a problem with them sort of after a number of years reversing track on some of the Benoit stuff. Now if they put Benoit's fucking DVD on the network and they're running it three times a day on the live feed, I got a problem with that. But I have no problem with Chris Benoit held the United States title, uh, right? You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 2004, because that it happened. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? I no, I don't want to look history, and I don't want it to say that Shawn Michaels wrestled Triple H at, in the WrestleMania main event and pretend that like Chris Benoit didn't exist. It that to me that's insulting. Yeah, it's
0: disingenuous and it's insulting. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So I don't really have a I don't have a problem with them sort of soft putting him back into their history, you know, it, it, and that I think is the furthest that they'll go.
0: All right, well, now is a good time. I guess Christmas was is better than so <laughs> but uh, Joe, you know buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there is a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Uh, maybe not the 205 Live February house shows, but WWE shows coming up, uh, f- possibly future XFL games, basketball games, all that other good stuff. Uh, whether you're searching for a last minute deal, planning a night out, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. We have both used the SeatGeek app, and is by far the easiest Way to shop for tickets was just a few taps. We can instantly find seats. Uh, as I mentioned, I bought tickets to the Bulls and uh, uh, Lakers. It's not, I, I keep saying Nick's, it's Bulls Lakers. I'm going tomorrow. I don't know why I kept saying Nick's, it's Lakers. I've been saying that for a while, but I'm going tomorrow. My Seakeek tickets, I'm ready to go. Anyway, they made it easy uh, and simple to buy. They search multiple ticket sites, they compare prices, and they find amazing deals. Seakeek grades every single ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget plus every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with complete confidence so make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports and concerts to comedy and theater now the kicker of course voice of wrestling listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code VOW that's promo code VOW 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase and we thank them for sponsoring this episode of the voice wrestling flagship podcast all right um i suppose you could try to get tickets to take over philadelphia but i don't know if you're gonna find any but uh that's the next thing we'll talk about uh here are, tickets, up this... moving well. are tickets moving well for that um i believe they are yeah i don't know for a, I, I don't know 100 fact but uh yeah you know a
1: couple what? of these takeovers you know by the standard of a takeover um you know haven't sold out uh, what toronto didn't sell out right
0: I know Chicago didn't, I believe, either. I mean, I was there, and it was there was definitely a, a section that wasn't sold. And I don't know if that was, you know, intentional or whatever. But now we're uh, still
1: t- well. If they could sell it, they'll sell it. So it's like we're talking what, like, you know, eight nine thousand fans the last couple takeovers, as opposed to like twelve thousand or whatever, um, you know, in somebody's building. So I'm curious if Philly, which is always a you know obviously one of the great wrestling towns, really, not just even in America. I wonder how that takeover is doing, especially since it's a it's a Rumble takeover.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it looks like initially I'm just looking at of, of course at SeatGeek, and they do you know ticket you know reselling and stuff like that but uh there's some tickets there's there's a fair amount left but they uh, a lot of them could be resales but yeah 39 bucks is your lowest price point all the way up to 111. Um or actually oh sorry 1 uh, 200 at uh, ringside. Go SeatGeek,
1: well. of course is a secondary market so yeah. um I don't know but you know takeovers obviously I don't think they've sold one out in a while so um you know uh but so that's something worth keeping an eye on but um we'll see.
0: But as far as the card, uh, overall thoughts on uh, the build of TakeOver Philadelphia, the build, uh, you know, recent NXT TV. Um, what are your thoughts overall before we kind of break it down one by one and match by match?
1: No problem with the build. I think um, Johnny Gargano is, has done a superlative job. Um, I love the promo two weeks ago, the fired up promo uh, where he was talking about, um, you know, that he was going to win the, the title and all that. I thought that was a tremendous. That's my style of wrestling promo right there. That had me all fired up. You know, I was standing up and clapping, and uh, I was excited about that. Um, so he'll take on Zelina Vega uh, for the title in the main event. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's be honest, I like Lasombra as much as Almus wasn't
0: in this build at all. I talked about it in my preview. He's, he, I, he, he, he may as well not even show up. Just Gargano could just roll around the ring any- for for 10 minutes or whatever. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen in the main event, but it's going to even more shadow uh, overshadow what, what, what's going on with Almus or whatever. but yeah Almus was, was a complete not this is Johnny Gargano 's redemption story, and Almus just happens yeah. to be the conduit towards that story.
1: yes, and, and 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 Zelina Vega is very clearly the star of that act. Almus could be anyone. He could literally be anyone else. It doesn't matter. He's a stand-in. It's like, and, and I like him a lot, you know, and and, and I think he's had, um, you know, really good matches lately and all that. But, um, you know, she's the star of the act. And and even the matches are built around her. The matches are built around when is she going to interfere? So, um, you, know, it, you know, we'll see if they continue on with that act. Um, it's doing well. It's over. Um, Gargano kind of has that El Generico thing where he, he might be more of a chaser than a champion. He's tremendous in this role though. Um, I think Philly's going to be red hot for Gargano. I think they're going to be red hot for this match. I think this match is going to be, have a ton of heat. I think they're going to rally around Gargano at the end. I think, um, the all miss Vega act will have their, uh, you know, uh, section of fans there as well. Um, so I think it's going to be a hot main event. So yeah, I think really, the
0: build uh, has... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish.
1: No, i just was going to say that I think it's been an excellent build for the main event and um, for so many other matches too.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i into the build a lot. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll start with the main event and I can give my thoughts on that. But uh, I thought, yeah, Gargano's been awesome. I and mean, I, I talked about it. I don't know if you watched um, the most recent uh, this week's takeover or this week's uh, NXT TV. But man, Gargano and Vel- Velveteen Dream just had a fucking killer match. And it's just like anybody. I mean, Gargano's brilliant. He is one of the best going today. I mean, if not what if not the best. Like, he's legitimately in that case. And he's he's been in that case for years now. And I'm glad that more people are seeing it. And more people have kind of come over. You know, I think we were kind of early Johnny Gargano guys, you know, when we first started this podcast you know six or seven yeah. years ago of like but it wasn't like that we were early guys or in on the ground floor i mean the dude was fucking great then too it's just like yeah. you know and and there's people saying well now he's better because i think he's as good as he's always been but it's just like now he's just has more opportunities now more people are seeing it but man he's so fucking good i mean the guy is just great and this story has just been played up perfectly and you, you talked about a little bit when you talked about the 205 live thing of you know nxt presents its tv and presents its wrestlers and presents you know and builds to their shows in a very different way than 205 Five Live does, in a very different way than Raw does, in a very different way than SmackDown does, the story of like Gargano's redemption is incredible. You could not, you would not be able to tell that in WWE because they wouldn't tell it. They would get it would get stupid, it would get silly, it would you know he'd he'd win a bunch and then he'd lose a bunch. It, it just it wouldn't make sense. They've done this. Fucking perfectly he gets attacked by champa after takeover chicago he goes on his losing streak he can't focus or whatever and then he starts literally from the bottom and just works his way up the rung up the rung up the rung up the rung and at least to the point where when he wins just a shot to to, he won the opportunity to have this title match and the crowd came unglued for it they were so happy for this guy and it's like, and in, in some ways they're happy for the wrestler, Johnny Gargano. And that's where you get the, you deserve it and all that sort of stuff or whatever. And people, I roll that whatever, I don't care, but they're more happy. If, if if Johnny Gargano was just a nice guy, but his his wrestling character sucked, they wouldn't be chanting. You deserve it. They wouldn't be chanting and, and going nuts and jumping up and down when he won or whatever. It's because the way that the character is being presented is awesome too. And what's also awesome is that the character and the wrestler and the, and the real person are all very similar. And we'll talk about that with the, some other matches and some other stuff going on in NXT. And that's why NXT gets this. And why that's why there's, there's genuine emotion with NXT. And that's why, no matter what the outcome is and, and no matter what happens, people are going to be invested in what happens with the story and invested in Johnny Gargano because they've gotten a great story from him. And it's a story that they can all sink their teeth into. A guy, you know, was down on his luck. His best friend turned on him. He felt like shit or whatever, had a losing streak, worked his way up and, and got there. How do you not love that story? And it's so simple. He loses a bunch of matches, he wins a bunch of matches. The end. It's not that hard, guys. It's for wrestling. Yeah. It's like this and, and this and formula has been done for years. And, and, it's not hard. And this this match,
1: to sort of circle back, this is going to draw about 10,000 fans, right? Give or take roughly Uh, about Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that. Whether they do 8,000, whether they do 12,000, there's going to be about 10,000 fans there. And that's just a simple, straightforward wrestling build. 205 Live being Little Guy Raw is drawing 1,500 fans. So you're telling me that this kind of build can't work on the main Raw. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I get the special circumstances. You're tagging along with a major event and all that. I get it. Uh, but do you think if you ran a 205 live house show uh, on Royal Rumble weekend, it would draw 10,000 fans? I don't think so.
0: Oh God, no, no.
1: So I, this is why I say you can, you can, you can present 205 live in 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 a, in a different. You don't. You know, anyway, I'm beating a dead horse here. But the point here is, I agree with everything you're saying uh, about Gargano. It's a great story, and it's been a great build. Obviously, Tommaso Ciampa cost him this match, right?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think that's 100 percent the finish, and and I, I I've been actually interested that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it, a lot of people, which is good. I, that's kind of cool that they've they people have sort of forgotten about it, and that's yeah. something NXT is really good at doing. But <laughs> interestingly enough, I was um, I popped up. Uh, on Facebook while you were talking there just to kind of see what was going on and see if I uh, missed any news or whatever. And WWE Network, uh, three hours ago, has something, uh, has a video out here that says you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Do it yourself, obviously, in caps. Yeah. And it's showing a video of Chop Attorney Gargano as if like, hey, oh, there you go. here's a random video that we just happened to stumble upon or whatever. It's
1: almost be- better if they hadn't done that. They're reminding I know, yeah,
0: yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of funny, but uh, maybe this is, maybe people aren't going to get it, but it's been kind of cool. And again, that's like a, a really cool thing that they've done is that there aren't a lot of people talking about this. There aren't a lot of a buzz surrounding champa coming back or whatever but if you look at some of the reports and and this is why i'm predicting it i have no idea i have no special report i you know i have no scoops or whatever i'm just thinking that i remember champa coming back january you know early 2018 is what a lot of people said well we're in early 2018 and the story is so goddamn perfect for him just to come out there and 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 just cost gargano the match gargano's got it the crowd's ready the redemption story is done and then this asshole comes back and just
1: okay well let me ask you this would you rather have that or would you rather have him attack gargano after Gargano wins the
0: title this is good I'm glad you asked that because there was some discussion going on in the in the in the forums voicewrestling slash forums about this I think and and I don't know where you stand on this but to me the character of Champa his motivation isn't necessarily the title his motivation is making gargano miserable I think so I think it's a way better story to have him not let gargano get that title not let gargano have the chance because I think Champa I think he finds more pleasure in ruining the moment for Gargano than he would in having the moment himself. Does that make sense? Whereas Kevin Owens, when he came was, and, and, and when he attacked Sami Zayn after he won the title, was, I'm a prize fighter. I need that title because then I can put food on the table for my family. I don't know that Ciampa's yes. that motivation. I think Ciampa is just like, I want to make this guy's life miserable. And there's no better way than cutting him off at the knees right as he's about to get to that moment. You know, Right as he's about to reach the, the, the pinnacle of his career, this guy cuts him off at the knees again and beats the hell out of him and and, and ruins him and, and says well, you're right back to where you were before. You thought you could do it without me. You cannot. You know? I think I like yeah. that story more. I like that story a lot better. And and it it lets almost kind of keep whatever he's doing for a little bit now because i don't think gargano needs the title i think he's a guy that like you said he's sort of that generico type where i think it's better watching him sort of make that rise or whatever we've seen him do great stuff with the title but i think in the context of how nxt is telling this story i think it works way better if gargano's got the gargano lock-in or whatever the gargano escape and like champa comes out of the crowd and just beats the shit out of him you know what i mean or something happens i don't know the lights go out or what, whatever you want to do to do it i just think that works better than gargano wins the title and then champa attacks him afterwards because then like I don't know, you're not really cutting him off the knees then. You're just kind of attacking him after he reached that moment. I like the idea that Ciampa just doesn't let him get that moment, that Ciampa relishes the opportunity to ruin Gargano's moment in the sun more than he relishes the opportunity to at one point win the title. You know what I mean? Like So I don't know if you've had the, feel, the same feel about that, but I feel like that's sort of what they've positioned Champa's motivation to be.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I think it would be a better story if he cost them the title as well. Um, plus it would kind of be redoing the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing Um, I know there's some years there and I wouldn't totally be opposed to redoing that same story, it doesn't bother me, I think a good story is a good story, as long as there's enough time between, Uh, but yeah I think it's better if he costs him the title too Um, as far as the women's title, Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler uh, I haven't liked the Ember Moon reign I think that I didn't like the way she won the title, I didn't like the way that, you know, Asuka gave her that little pat on the head and handed her the belt after they had such a heated feud. And Ember just went along with it and they hugged right. like they were buddies. I, I, thought right. that was I all beat shit. the fuck
0: out of you and you're never going to be able to beat me. So I guess here's the title. Here you so go. Here's your title, <laughs> you know.
1: girl. Um, I'm moving on the bigger, better things. Here's your title, little girl. The one that you couldn't win from me because I'm better than you. I mean, what an awful way to start a title run. Um, so it got off to a bad start. I haven't liked it. I thought their sit-down promo with Percy Watson was horrendous from Ember Moon's End. I thought Shayna Baszler played her role very well sort of great this.
0: I, I liked i thought shannon nailed it i mean i, I could have yeah. done without the ominous music in the background the entire time i was like all right when's this gonna fade out like i don't know if you noticed it but it was like the entire time i'm like all right like fade out fade out i'm like okay okay no, we're gonna do this for the whole five minutes all right that's fine but yeah
1: the other problem i have with ember moon is she's an 80s cartoon character in a very serious non-80s world which is nxt uh i just don't like the gimmick i don't think it works i think it's a little hokey. Um, you know, NXT really isn't loaded with a bunch of that stuff. And when they do have it, it's more played for comedy. Um, so I, I just don't think Ember Moon works. I just don't. And I think Baszler should win. I think Baszler will win. I wasn't overly impressed with Baszler at the cruiserweight classic. I think they, not the cruiserweight classic, the Young Classic. (laughs) but I think that they've handled Baszler much better on the main roster. I love the sneak attacks. I love choking people out. I love squashing people. I love, uh, the Dakota Kai, um, angle where you know, she she was so vicious and wanted to injure her and all that. Um, you know. So I think Baszler has been handled much better on NXT proper uh, than she was at the Mae Young Classic. Of course, I have to be fair here. I wasn't the minority with the Mae Young Classic. Everybody else seemed to love her work in the Mae Young Classic. So maybe I was the outlier there, but I think she's been handled much better. I think she's been handled exactly how you need to handle Shayna Baszler um, on the NXT roster. I still have questions about her bell to bell. I'm not sold on her bell to bell that's the way gonna be others are super
0: interesting in this thing because like and, and that's the thing is like people don't quite understand how green she still is in wrestling and how she isn't refined quite yet and th- this is going to be really telling because because moon hasn't really i mean I, like i and i like moon you know in ring i think it's fine the character i i don't have much you know for and, and like you said the, the title reign was kind of shitty too but uh she's one that can can you know she could be hit or miss and i i i I'm yes. really curious how this works because this has the opportunity yeah. to be one of the worst you know, women's matches. And they've had a lineage. They've sort of set the stage and they've set the precedent that these women's matches and NXT are always they're pretty good and these takeover matches are always really good and this one i don't know i mean i don't see it quite yet i mean i might get surprised again you say never bet over on a takeover but it's like moon who's not the most refined and baszler who is still you know still learning and still in the learning process like she is not moon. a refined talent she has not been around no, for five not. six anyway. years or whatever i mean this is only a handful of years that, that she's been doing this
1: People were going nuts for her, like I said at on Classic, and I I wasn't in love with her performance. I didn't like. No,
0: I thought she was. She wasn't vicious. She was enough. Yeah, no, very spotty. spotty. I did not like her work at the Maeon. There Mayon were things Classic
1: about it. Yeah, and 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 Ember Moon is clearly going to have to be the one to hold this match together. And Ember Moon, now to be fair. She's been better in WWE than I thought she was going to be because I saw her a ton on the, Nobody saw her on the Indies more than I did, and she was very hit or miss on the Indies.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw a few indie matches too that were real bad. That throwing the bucket she immediately was, she, like real bad. I'll,
1: I'll be <laughs> honest, she was she was in some of the worst matches I've ever seen live. There was one against Veda Scott in Inspire. Pro, now look, oh. I know it's Veda Scott. That sounds brutal. Yeah. And I know Veda Scott is fucking horrendous and one of the worst pro wrestlers on the planet, legitimately. But. um You know, but, you know, I saw her have a match against Veda Scott, who stinks, and she couldn't hold that together. And, you know, it fell apart, and she was visibly frustrated, and they had a horrendous, one of the worst matches I've ever seen live. And I've seen her be great. I've seen her be terrible. I've seen her, you know, and she's got to hold this together because she's the more experienced wrestler here. So I do have some questions. Now, again, it is NXT. They deserve the benefit of the doubt. These shows always deserve the benefit of the doubt. These matches deserve the benefit of the doubt. So if I had the bet, I'd bet that it would be good. Would I be surprised if this match falls apart in a bad way? No. Now, if they don't have confidence in Shayna Baszler, I'm sure they'll, they'll construct it in a way which will hide her weaknesses. I'm and confident that they, that you know the way they structure the match, that they'll be cognizant of that and they'll be careful. Uh, so from that perspective, I'm not worried. I do also have to say I like how Baszler isn't just MMA woman presented her as just this diabolical you you know they're they're obviously um recognizing her mma background and using that as the basis of 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 her gimmick but she's sort of she's not going in there she's not she's kind of like what am i trying to say here they're presenting her as like this psychotic person who wants to do damage to people as
0: opposed to there's more than like i used to do mma i'm here now like hello no it's like yes what I'm
1: getting at she's right yeah like
0: there's the one where like she walks by the training and and if people didn't see it this was I think two weeks ago two or three weeks ago on on NXT TV Uh, Dakota Kai is trying to show somebody or not Dakota Kai Dakota Kai is the one she broke the uh, elbow but uh, the other one I forgot who was so they were doing like a headlock class or whatever she walked by and she was like want me to show you how to do this or whatever so she locks in like a good looking headlock or whatever and then doesn't let it go and then it's like rearing it in and they're like Shayna stop 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 or whatever oh that was the the impetus for the Dakota Kai match of course but so they're like Shana, what the hell are you doing and stop, let her go, or whatever. And then she just like you know after ha- after having in the, in the in the sleeper for like twenty seconds, then let's go. And it's just like, all right, that's how you do it. And it's just like, so I used to be an MMA. That's just I'm a badass asshole, and I'm gonna fuck you up, which is way yeah, different. And than it's that. like I used Sonya, to be in MMA. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like Sonya Deville. Her whole thing is I'm a fighter, and I'm just I'm 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 focused. I'm cold, and I'm just a fighter, and I'm gonna outfight you. Shayna Baszler is I'm I'm psychotic. I want to hurt you. I don't have respect for anybody and I want to hurt everyone. So there is some nuance there. I remember because remember a lot of people thought, okay, we're going to have redundant gimmicks here with DeVille and Baszler, but I think they're presented in very different ways. So, um, I, you know, that's encouraging too. So I hope it's a good match. Um, I think Baszler should win and I think Baszler should
0: win. What are your thoughts on? And I mentioned this in the previous wrestling.com. If you want to read that is uh, thoughts on Baszler, just blitzing her, just beating her in two, three minutes. Are you okay with that? Would have, or do you I would you, have zero problem? Yeah, I think that. that's because I think you have to realize what do you have in Moon? Is there any because I think the the ceiling on a Baszler and really working the Baszler character, really getting that to be, I think that's you have a star potential there with Baszler. I don't know quite yet. I don't know what it's gonna be, but when you look at at what the potential ceilings are, I think we've seen the the ceiling of Ember Moon. And Moon, I think
1: Moon, Moon is not a star in my opinion. Like
0: this is Moon. This is probably what she's gonna be. And like I I I I don't want to put her down, but like it might just be her as like Roster depth on the women's end. I like the main roster women's roster Moon. depth. Might be might Moon's, You know I mean, that might be her ceiling, which is it's fine. Like that's okay. But like I don't see Star. Whereas Basler, I see Star. And it's like a yes. moment where no, you're you, could, right. you could have her go in there and Moon's playing around, and maybe Basler dances around a little bit, then just locks the sleeper in, and it's over in like ten seconds. And then you establish that. Oh shit! Like if Basler even gets a hold of you at any time, you could be done. Look what she just did, to Ember Moon, who was the champion for the last, you know five months or whatever. And I don't want like, cause I feel like the long drawn out match is not a great idea. I think Baszler is going to always be, especially that sort of, you said that to, to hide some sort of her deficiencies is shorter matches where it's just like the second, you know, maybe I, I dance around you a little bit. Maybe, you know, she tries to get her in a hold or whatever, but the second she gets her in a hold, it should be over. The second she gets her on the ground or whatever, or does, whatever it is, it should be done. And if that's in two minutes, three minutes or four minutes, I think there's a, and we talk about it, you know, we talk about it with the Emma Oscar thing on, on the, main roster. It doesn't have to be – when I say a squash or a blitz or whatever, I don't mean it has to be 10 seconds. I don't mean it has to be 30 seconds. But I want – I don't want Baszler selling. I don't want Ember Moon getting a bunch of moves in there and getting a two count and that sort of stuff. I want it to be if, – if if Baszler isn't going to win in, in, in you know a few minutes – it be obvious that Baszler is dominating and she just needs that one moment to kind of get her. You want
1: definitive.
0: Right. You want it to go, oh, my God, when that's all said and done, like, my God, Baszler d- just destroyed Ember Moon. And, like, I don't think Moon loses anything because I don't know that there is anything in Moon. So that's that's sort of my argument where it's like, then you could just have her go to the main roster and just do whatever. You have her floor on NXT. I just don't think you have a star in Ember Moon, and I think you might have a star in Baszler. So go for it and go, I, you know, go 110% with it.
1: I agree completely. I don't think Moon's a star. I think Moon's gimmick is goofy. Um, I, I don't think she has a particularly great look. I don't think she's a star. So I would have no problem with that. I think Baszler can be a star. What's interesting is we just talked about Baszler and Sonia Deville and how they've done a good job making them different. Now we're going to throw Ronda Rousey in the mix. You know, you, you kind of have to find a way to no, juggle no, she, she,
0: Joe, she's in Colombia. What are you talking about? <laughs> she's, uh, <but> look. TMZ, <laughs> TMZ said she was in Colombia and they just happened to be there as she was boarding the plane to Columbia. What are you talking about? Listen,
1: whether she's in Columbia, on are you Sunday,
0: saying TMZ, hold on a minute? Are you saying in some way TMZ might be co-opted in, in hold on a minute. That they weren't just in the airport and were asking Darren Young about his sexual orientation and it just so happened to come out that Darren Young was 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 gay? I like I don't know, Joe.
1: I trust this the journalistic someone... <laughs> I trust the journalistic integrity of both TMZ and TMZ man. So no, but seriously, I mean, Rousey's I gonna show him. up. Are
0: you gay? I am. Oh, good. <laughs>
1: like this was convenient. I'm glad we <laughs>
0: I'm glad you were here. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, but Rousey's gonna show up at some point, whether you believe she's showing up Sunday or not. So they kind of have to juggle all three of those very similar, um, you know, personalities and gimmicks. So that's interesting too. But, um, but yeah, I'm I'm all about that. I would have no problem with a Baszler definitive definitive win, but I don't think they're going to do that because the whole story here, she's a bully and someone's finally standing up to the bully when the bully can't sneak attack them or, you know what I mean? That's kind of the story here. So Mm -hmm. I expect a 50, 50 match.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alistair black, Adam Cole, extreme rules in the house of extreme because we can never let ECW die. I thought that was, I, that was kind of lame that they're like, here's new Jack going through tables. I'm like, like, dude, there are, that was. I mean, did
1: he, they really show New Jack?
0: They, uh, I don't know if they showed New Jack, but they. Well, no, I think they did. I think they showed him j- jumping off the balcony or whatever. They showed. Some, I, I don't know what the hell they showed in terms of this. I know Rob Van Dam was doing his, his, you know, his his dive into the crowd and all that sort of shit. The normal ECW, like ECW stock video package. Like they have it. They just yeah. click a button and it's the same things. It's you know Tommy Dreamer caning Raven. It's RVD, you know, jumping from the top rope doing the on into the the crowd or whatever. You know the same package they always do for everything. But that's how this is being played up a little bit is in the House of Hardcore in in Philadelphia the home of ECW we're doing an extreme rules match with Alister Black uh Adam Cole what are your thoughts on the build what are your thoughts on the match you know we're we're not Adam Cole guys so uh, I don't know. Have, have you turned the corner on Adam Cole at all? Are you interested in this match? What, what, what are your thoughts?
1: No, nah, Adam Cole is what he is. But I think it's interesting that they can't let ECW die, but they were not interested in making any money off of ECW when it was red hot in 2005. And they just let it sit on the shelf for a year after one night stand when they could have made a lot of money off of ECW nostalgia and they chose not to. And then watered it down in 2006 and then really watered it down when they did the TV show. It's funny how they refuse to make money off of something but now they won't let it die. Isn't that weird? I, I just, It's just such a weird fucking company that, that leaves so much money on the table. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Black beat Cole to move on to that four-way match, which he ultimately ended up losing, uh, the one that Johnny Gargano won, and then um, Cole and his boys, uh, the Undisputed Era, you know, attacked Black to set this up, so they're going to have extreme rules. Um, I can't really pick a winner here. You'd think that Cole will, will get the old win back, right? And then, uh, but it's tricky because with a heel champion, that was kind of the thing. Once they made Almas champion, it's like, well, what do you do with Cole now, right? Because it seemed like his destiny was going to be to to be that next NXT champion. But you can't really do Cole Almas unless they totally switch paths with with uh, with one or both of the of those guys. So I, you know, so it kind of makes more sense for Black to win because you can do a Black Almas match. You can't really do a Cole, Cole versus Almas match unless you get real creative. So I don't know who to pick to win here. You know, I just thought of this. It might be better to have Zelina Vega with Cole. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know Cole can talk and all that, but for some reason, I'm just doing this in my mind. And I know that's why they have her with Almas because his weakness is he can't talk. I feel like Cole and Vega would be... I don't know. For some reason, I feel like they would click better. I, I I don't know. That's just a random thought that popped into my brain. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have a feel for picking a winner here, only because I think Almas will retain. And even if Gargano wins, I think his natural program would be you know Ciampa, not Cole. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm a little interested in this one too. I I feel like Black, and that's what I said in my preview. I don't know who should win because it feels like both guys are kind of both working their way up, and I and I don't know. I guess Adam Cole's arrow is probably pointed up more, but then like, what do you do? What's the next step for Adam Cole? Then he beats Aleister Black and it's just like, "Mm." Okay, now he just kind of floats around and waiting for because he's not going to face Almus, of course. And and obviously I don't think you're going to turn Almus face because that, that doesn't really quite work. Uh, Black, you know, his arrow maybe isn't as pointed up as as Adam Cole, but I guess you could have Alster Black win and then Alster Black and, and Almus is what you kind of build towards, you know, Mania Weekend or whatever. But that seems a little clunky. And then what is Adam? And then Adam Cole's like, you know, he's talking a big game and then he's just kind of there. So it's weird that they booked it in the way they did. I, I wonder if there's some way, and I know it's an extreme rules, I have no idea what it is, where the two dudes, it's one of those things where they just both like can't go. You know what I mean? Like they, at the end of the day it's just a double knockout or I I don't know what something like because I just don't know where you go with this I don't know who wins and and where they're elevated but then again NXT surprises us there might be a guy who comes out that we don't think or there might be a turn that that we don't really recognize or or something like that there could be something sort of waiting in the wings there but yeah it's hard to really get a good idea of who's going to win this match as far as the match quality I mean I I, I love Aleister Black I think he's solid as well Adam Cole's hit or miss but the thing that 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 Cole is good at, and that's why I have a little bit of faith in this match, is that we talk about it all the time. The match that that the only Adam Cole match where I'm like, yes, that worked was that hybrid rules match in 2012 with, with Kyle O'Reilly, the one where it was, you know, a little bloody. It was, you know, a little and and Adam Cole is a good plunder guy. He is a good hardcore wrestler. You know, he's done a lot of those in Ring of Honor and they were they were all okay. You know, Black, we haven't seen him in that that atmosphere quite as much, but but Cole can rise to that occasion. He's not a bell to bell, Cole's gonna bore you to tears. But if he's hitting a guy with, you know, trash cans or whatever, he's pretty good at that. So I could see this being pretty good, and I could see it being being real fun. And, and obviously, as being you know, the semi-main event, or what I'm assuming uh, is a semi-main event, they're going to get a lot of time, and, and it's going to be expected to be pretty good. So I have faith that it's going to be solid. I just have zero idea who's going to win. And that's good, hey, uh, I guess.
1: It, this could be a situation where this feud must continue. You know, yeah, the winner well, true. And that, long that,
0: long that long probably long makes the most sense, long. to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley, of course, defending their titles against the Authors of Pain. What do you think about this build? Because I'm a little, eh, on it. And I guess I should use build in quotes because there really hasn't been much of a build to this.
1: Well, it's like the fourth most important match on the show. So I, I'm not really going to get wrapped up and bury in burying the build. Um, I, look, I like the old school idea of making the Authors of Pain go through, who was it, the Street Profits, you know, to earn the title match. I like stuff like that. I like when you have to win matches to earn title shots unlike a title shot we're gonna talk about later in the show because that kind of stuff drives me nuts um, when you don't have to, when I don't feel like a challenger has earned anything so I feel like they earned their way into the title shot it's not the most creative build or anything like that but I'm okay with it um, I think it's too soon for undisputed era to lose though I think they should retain here um, I think with TM61 coming back and 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 street profits kind of moving up in the pecking order a little bit. Uh, it's getting a little crowded. Authors of pain are getting a little long in the tooth, but then again, they're not really—they're, they, you know—they're—they're they're still essentially rookies. I don't know if you can move them up right away. You got War Machine coming in. See, it's getting a little crowded, and Authors of Pain are kind of the veterans of the division at this point. It's weird to say, but they are. So if they lose, where do you go from there? Do you move them up? You um, are you confident that they can move up at this point? Uh, because otherwise, you know, again, i, I don't know. Uh, what you do with that, but but I think it's too soon for Undisputed Era to lose.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's why I think Authors of Pain lose this and Undisputed Eric retains. And then I, I don't know, like you said, and I kind of mentioned that in my previous, I'm not sure what's next for Authors of Pain and it might, because they're probably not ready for the main roster quite yet. So maybe they just kind of float around. I mean, a good, potential thing is maybe they kind of change a little bit about what they are and who they are. I mean, you know, maybe they ditch Ellering. uh, they beat him up after this match or whatever, and kind of put him off to the side and, and reinvent themselves that. a little bit, which, which, cause they've been doing a lot more promos. And I know one thing that's been interesting and, um, and it might be a slow build towards it, but I thought it was a little nugget and something that they, I don't think they would have added in without, you know, it being on someone's sheet or saying this is that, uh, I, and I don't know the difference between the two dudes. I, who the fuck knows? But one of them, let's say Occam was on the mic and, and, and you know, he, before the match, I think it was on the, the most recent takeover of the take, uh, I keep saying takeover, the most recent uh, NXT TV or the, the week before that. And he's on the mic, you know, cutting a promo about, you know, the AOP and, 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 and shouting a bunch of stuff or whatever. And I, I don't know if it was Nigel or Percy, but said, you know, they used to be able to walk the walk, but now they can talk the talk too. And I yes. thought that was an interesting line because Ellering always had to be the guy and always say for them and, and and talk for them or whatever. Well, it might be a thing where now they're getting confident enough saying, hey, look, what are you doing here? You know, you're not really helping us and we don't need you to, to talk for us. We can kind of do this on our own or whatever. So I think that would be a great opportunity for, to kind of move them away from Ellering and then, kind of, maybe they do their own thing. They reinvent themselves a little bit because you need to buy some time because they are not ready for the main roster now. And if they do go to the main roster, they're going to get eaten up, you know, right away because they're not skilled enough. And like you said, they've only been, you know, and I, I think they're great, but it's like a year and a half, year in or whatever. They, they they're still very, very green. Yeah, they're rookies. They need, the rookies. They need a little like time. I like the yeah. too, but they're rookies, you know,
1: and um. You know, I, I, you know, it's, it's, they've had some excellent matches. They've had some great matches, you know, but with, with wrestlers that are much more experienced than they are DIY. I mean, you know, um, the Revival and, um, TM61. These are, these are experienced veteran pro wrestlers.
0: Yeah, well, and, and their matches like are either giant squash matches, which are easy, and you know pretty much anyone can do that pretty well, or like really good, like you said, takeover matches with experienced yeah. teams and experienced guys. It's more uh, than the AOP going to the main roster and working, you know, the second hour of SmackDown, you know, exactly like an hour of SmackDown and a, a match they have to call on the fly or whatever. That's way different than like let's plan out this takeover match or let's beat up these local jobbers. I mean, those are, you know,
1: and, and a lot of the takeover matches have been non, they weren't, haven't been traditional two versus two tag team matches either.
0: Right. They've been ladder matches or multi-team matches Three-way or match, war yes. games and stuff like that. Yeah. So
1: NXT is very good at, at, at hiding weaknesses of the people they're pushing. And, and, you know, these guys are, are still rookies and yeah, I'm not quite sure they're ready for the main roster. And really the main roster is loaded with tag teams. So I'm not even sure where they fit in. I mean, you know, the, it's a major strength of WWE main roster right now is the depth of the tag teams and the quality of the tag teams. So um, but they've got teams sneaking up on them here. It's getting crowded down here, too. So so we'll see. But I, I do think they should lose. I like your idea. Maybe they lose and maybe they just they ditch Paul Elring. You know, they beat him up and and then maybe that opens the door for Paul Elring taking on another team. And then that keeps authors of pain occupied, right? You get them out of the title scene. But then, and I'm just throwing this out there, then maybe you put L ring with War Machine or something, you know. And 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 there, you know, authors of pain are now. Uh, straight up, full on baby faces, and War Machine are, are the heels led by Paul Elring, And then you have an undercard tag feud or something
0: like yeah, that. And and yeah, you, you can build that over a few weeks of TV as well. Like, you know, the Austin's Pain lose, they go to TV, you know, next week or whatever, and L Ring just makes some references that, yeah, you know, and, and and yeah, War Machine just comes out and beats the fuck out of them. And then, like that, then you start, like you said, that, I like that idea a lot. I yeah. mean, that's cool. We've kind of, yeah, give us the pencil here. Yeah. That was a nice little we did <laughs> So, um, and then the last match. Uh, announced during the uh, Triple H conference call Cassius Ono versus the Velveteen Dream. Uh, build to this is, is pretty basic, you know, and, and that's fine. Not, not everything has to be a gigantic build. Ono saw him, Velveteen Dream talked some shit. Ono pushed him to a door, and, and here we go. Let's do this. So, uh, like that, Ono's getting a singles match, of course, on a takeover. Always good for that. And uh, Velveteen Dream, man, I've, I've been very impressed by him. That Gargano match was fucking awesome, and he's a guy that's that's progressing well. I mean, it's going to be you know you know again, it's the benefit of take uh, of NXT is 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 one thing, and there's obviously you know some different positives that you can have by staying in there a little bit longer. But this is a guy who's looking like there's some things there, even if the character is of course going to need some refinement. But I, I don't know, man, he's he's working his ass off, and he's he's kind of figured out how to hone in that character, and it's it's cool when you see a guy who's trying to make the character work. Even if the character is a little silly, he's owning it and making it something, even if I don't particularly like the character at all.
1: The character is over and the gimmick is over and people like it and people are connecting with it. So from that perspective, keep rolling with that. That's working. Um, he had a very good match with, with Alistair black. He had a very good match with Johnny Gargano those were both excellent matches. This will be an excellent match too because it's Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono is gonna be a guy, uh the good solid veteran hand who puts people over in the opening match of takeover. That's what he is now. That's his lane. I know that's probably disappointing to people. I think it's I think people have come to the realization of that though. I don't think they're ever gonna push him. Um I personally don't think he's ever gonna be on the main roster. And I do think if he gets to the main roster, he's just going to be an underneath guy. I think he's going to be on main event wrestling Rhino. If he gets to the main roster, um, it's just, he's not your classic WWE guy. And he's, he's never going to be at this point. He's almost 40 years old. Okay. Um, so this is what he is. And that's fine. Cause he's going to go out there and he's going to have another excellent match with Velveteen Dream who has a ton of potential. Um, this will also be, this will be, and I want people to listen to me very carefully, and not misconstrue my words. This is going to be an excellent match, and it's also going to be the most overrated match on the show. The trend now with Velveteen Dream is he goes out there and has excellent matches, and then people claim that they're the greatest matches of all time. This guy is 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 having you know he, the matches aren't nearly as good as people say. They're wait, good wait matches. To, they're excellent matches.
0: Wait till we see our I am results. The match well, the I was results. just gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I, I was, was counting next- a match and going, "Oh my god!"
1: I, Rich, I am stunned. How many match of the year votes? <laughs> Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black got, and I, that match. That, and I love that match. I love that It was an excellent god, match. Yeah. This, is, this is why I'm telling people to listen carefully because they're gonna. You know what's gonna happen? Ah, Joe Lanza's burying Velveteen Dream. No, it was an excellent match. But if you genuinely think that Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black was one of the 10 best matches last year, you didn't watch a lot of wrestling. Or you're lost because it wasn't. It was an excellent takeover match. It was right around four stars, which is nothing to be ashamed of. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But that was not one of the 50 best matches of the year, <laughs> let alone one of the 10 best matches of the year. People are crazy. Yeah. When it comes to so this Velveteen, now this is a good thing, though. And I'm going to tell you why it's a good yeah, thing. And good. like really passion. It's good because people have passion for this Velveteen dream. They're into the gimmick. It's a young wrestler that people rally around, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it does lead to people getting a little crazy about it and overrating his shit. He has really cool looking offense. He's a definite prospect. Uh, The sky's the limit for this guy if he can keep his head screwed on straight. That's important here. Okay, Uh, he's a little bit of a wild card in that regard. But geez, we gotta pump the brakes. This guy. Look, I know it's exciting when a young wrestler's doing well and all those things, but he's not out here having matches of the year yet. Now he could. And look, a match with Ono. This is gonna go nine minutes. It's gonna be awesome and people are going to overrate the fuck out of it. That's my prediction here.
0: Yeah, so I'll get to the build of this and my thoughts on this match first. But yeah, like so when I was going through the match of the year results, and, and a little bit of a spoiler here, and obviously it'll, it'll come out next week, all, all the results. So I'll be on the lookout for that and possibly some special Patreon-exclusive uh, content as well, patreon.com slash voice of wrestling. But um, so there was one... <laughs> There was one number one vote, like a match of the year vote for for Alistair Black and Valentine Dream, and the rest of that person's ballot was a little wonky or whatever. So I was like, all right, whatever, like a weird vote, but it, like that's kind of your thing or whatever. Hey,
1: and look, we all have different tastes. Maybe yeah, right.
0: Like there's a there's weird fun. match. There's people that have ballots and then it's like, dude, I don't think I've seen any yeah. of the matches on your ballot or whatever. There's you know, your Joshi folk that are like, yeah, this is you know, every single Joshi match was my th-. whatever. We want that. We encourage that. We encourage the wonky whatever. Right. So it's I was glad. I was out. like, cool, that's kind of fun. You know, this person thought it was the best match of the year. That's funny. And then I'm going more and more. And I'm like. All right, this person thought it was the fifth best match and this person said it was the seventh and this guy said it was the eighth and and that person said it was the fourth and I'm like counting this I'm like Jesus Christ this match is going to be like the top 30 like what are we doing like this is unbelievable as I was counting it and it kept coming up and I was like oh no really like another vote for this match like I had I I must have completely missed the ball in this match or whatever you know what I'm saying like because it was that one number one vote whatever funny vote maybe it was kind of like haha whatever but dude it, it got like a handful of votes and all think, of them were
1: pretty high. Year, yeah. I mean, every year you get a couple matches that get a number one vote. Look, I have no problem with somebody falling in love with a match. You know what I mean? That that, that again, that's passion. That's awesome. You know, someone fell in love with that fucking match, and they thought it was the best fucking match they saw all year. All right, you know, that's that's your opinion. But yeah, I I, I am stunned at how well it did overall. I I mean, I, it's just crazy. I mean, to me, I, I, and again, I thought it was an excellent match. You know, I think I went four. I think I went four flat on it as a matter well, of Well, so fact. you
0: obviously you hated it. So I mean that that's good. You hate it and you hate Patrick Clark so, and you hate Velvet Well, I know, Beauty that's his
1: to day. But so. but, I mean, but I mean, I mean, you know, I there were 20 G1 matches better. Than that. <laughs> I mean, if we're being fair if we're being fair about it. But here's the thing. What stands out more? A tw- what is he? 21 years old? So what stands out more? A, a, a young 21, 22 year old wrestler having a breakout match on a high on a, on a takeover or some Tomohiro Ishi match on day eight of the G one when you're already burnt out on it. You see what I mean? It's like I can see how a match like that would stand out over some matches that, you know, were better but are just, you know, part of a G one grind right, right. or you know, happen on or some indie match that 19 people saw. Yeah, I could see why a match like that would stand out because it was a breakout performance on a takeover. Uh, with a young wrestler that people are really wrapped up in and who are enjoying. And and, and so uh, from that perspective, I've kind of talked myself into understanding why it did so well, but I'm just, I
0: don't think it deserved to do. As no, well no. As it did. And, and I, mean, I, I love it too, but yeah, no, that's, that's a little bit, but yeah. And, and, and you're right on the money about Ono, no. Um, and, and that's something, you know, I alluded to a lot in the promo as well, or the preview rather is that like, you know, I'm not here to argue what he should be and what he's capable of and what the potential is or whatever. They see him in a role And he's so goddamn good that he's going to make that role work. They see him as the veteran gatekeeper. That's not how I would use him. That's how they're going to use him. So at this point, it's not worth me fighting over me going, oh, they should do this with him. They're They're not going to do that with him. They found a role for him, and that's the role he slotted in. And now it's just about maximizing that role. And he is, and he has done a great job with that. I mean, the TV, the Gargano match was incredible. He's still capable of having great matches. It's just the idea that that, that Ono is going to reach this level and be going for the NXT title. That's not going to happen. He's gonna lose here to Velveteen Dream. His goal is to make him look like a million bucks and have a great match, which he's gonna do. So that's yeah. his role now. So it's like you know what? There's no point in arguing or getting upset. It's not gonna happen. And and and, and I don't want to say resign to my fate because there's still some potential for him in that sense. It's just I don't feel that there's a need to 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 assume that there's more there or that they should be doing more or whatever because they see him in a certain way and that's probably not gonna change. So it's just like all right, well you know do I do I bash my head around you know against the wall or do I try to make the most of whatever they're doing with Ono? And 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 maybe, you know, extrapolating what I think he's capable of and what I know he's capable of to what they think he's capable of and what they think his best role is. And his best role right now for them in NXT is, is a veteran gatekeeper. And that's fine. It's okay. Because he's still gonna have good matches yeah, here know, I, and there.
1: I don't have a problem with it because when he re-signed with the company, you know, I think we opened a show talking about him, and this is oh, exactly well. what we said yeah. was gonna happen. So it was it's kind of expect this is what I expected him to. Right for his role to be. So I'm not disappointed in that sense. I could see though if you were like he's coming off this great indie run He this is finally he's going to redeem himself in NXT and now if you've been let down I can see why you'd be disappointed but we were kind of expecting this. So it's not a, a letdown to me. It's just like uh, this is what I thought would happen.
0: The gear could change. And as the long Gears as he's
1: having shit. good matches that's the best. Ba- All you can ask for now is he just goes out there and I, I'm confident he's going to have good matches every time.
0: Absolutely. That I'm I not said, worried about. I was saying the gear is still shit though. They could probably
1: not have the gear is horrendous, and he's better off without the shirt.
0: Yeah, why is, the, Just why him the why, why is he wearing a boy's medium dry fit shirt? Like, it, who decided? Yes, it
1: makes him. It makes him his body look even worse. Just let it take the shirt off. Let it hang. Let it hang. And let him be a big guy who fucking knocks people out with elbows. What's the problem?
0: <laughs> that he's you know, tucking he, this like dry fit jersey. Now it looks, it, oh. Yeah,
1: it oh. looks like he's trying to hide it. It looks like he's poorly trying to hide the look. We know he's big. You're 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 exemplifying it. You're not hiding it. It's having the opposite effect. He really yeah, it'd be does. Like look me terrible.
0: wearing it. Like if I wore like a medium shirt, my gut would hang out. And like I don't have a giant gut or whatever. But if I wore a medium shirt, it would like you know and, and, like yeah, wear large looks good. You know, it's but it it's like, like
1: body. yeah. I don't know what right, they used exactly. to say in your neighborhood, Rich, but uh, in my neighborhood, if you came to the bus stop with a shirt that was several sizes too small, they would say that shirt is young as hell.
0: <laughs> you know, Cash I don't, I, don't, ono, I, don't, I did not hear that.
1: That was the Jersey slang. Okay. Cassius Ono is wearing a young as hell shirt to the ring and he needs to, uh, stop wearing that young as hell shirt that he wears into the ring. All
0: right. So that's take over Philadelphia. We'll have a review of course, up on the website, voice And we do have a preview right now as well, uh, at, uh, voices of We also have some discussions as well. If you want to talk during the show, uh, voice slash forums. All right. So let's move on to the Royal Rumble coming up Sunday. Uh, obviously highlighted by the uh, the men and women's Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble. I think we'll start off with here because of the announcement that I know, Joe, you're pumped. The creator of women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon, will be doing commentary on the women's Royal Rumble. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, the person who created you know women's wrestling should should yeah. get that you know get the ability sure to, to uh, talk about it. So
1: I'm sure she'll do a fine job putting herself <laughs> putting herself over. Um, well, she,
0: I mean, she she created women's wrestling, Joe. So I mean, she should maybe she'll I'm, surprise I'm, us. Maybe she will do a good job. Oh, she- <laughs> no, she won't.
1: Maybe she'll surprise us. I don't know. You, want, mean, to me, that, just-
0: you want to bet on that? Let's let's bet. I well we'd have no way of measuring what a good job was, but
1: um. To me it just screams angle, obviously. I mean, will she be an entrant from oh, the announce God. table? Is she going to be number 30 and then win?
0: You know? God, could you imagine? Would you, would
1: you put that past this no. company for her to be number 30 and win? I, I wouldn't. That's the, the bad part. That's that's my personal theory. I've also seen the theory that she's like number 28 from the table, but then Rousey is 30 and Rousey throws her out to kick off the WrestleMania angle. But if Rousey wins the match, then Rousey has to get a title match, right? Isn't that what they're doing here? Isn't it the same as the men's Rumble? Where uh, I believe so. Yeah, I believe
0: that, believe that is correct. Yeah. So.
1: so that theory's off. So it would have to be Stephanie eliminated Dating Rousey to set up <laughs> the WrestleMania angle, which, which is even would more be some balls.
0: Yeah, that would be some balls. You know, proverbial balls in, in, in that. Uh, yeah, can, but
1: can I ask you some big big picture questions? Oh, I think yeah. Okay. Do you have a problem with bringing Rousey into the company? Um, and you have a I don't pro- and, and as a follow up, because you're going to say no, because you're smart. But as a follow up to that, do you have a problem with pushing her right off the bat? No. Neither do I. No, I've seen I a lot see. of discussion. Uh, people don't want Rousey in the company, which is stupid because she'll instantly be the biggest female star in the company. Yeah, and one they'll of they'll be on Sports Center, the company, and they'll period. be on you
0: know they'll be on Sports Center, they'll be on the front page of every sports section in the world or whatever. Then that's if, why they're going to do if, it. Yeah. If,
1: you're, yeah, if you're a fan of wrestling, if you're a fan of women's wrestling in particular, if you're a fan of women's wrestling continuing to gain more respect in this company, and you don't want Ronda Rousey in the company, you're lost. You're lost, and you don't have a clue because it's only going to help. The women's wrestling in this company to have ronda rousey around i mean give me a break she's gonna be one of the top five stars in the company period forget just women i mean why would you not want her there i mean come on her matches are going to be big deals uh, assuming she's not an absolute and complete flop. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. and I have no problem with giving her a main event push right off the bat either. So I, I wanted to get that out of the way. No, but that's
0: definitely going to be the, the the tenor around it. And we have no idea. Have, of course, TMZ reporting that she's on her way to Columbia or whatever. She tweeted out pictures or put on Instagram a picture, whatever. We'll, we'll see when the time comes. But um, that – and I know – and it's another one of those you kind of want to see the world burn – moments where I hope that she does yeah. come in and I kind of hope that she wins because I know that there's gonna be a lot of people that yeah. are you know getting really excited about this women's revolution and oh my god the women's royal rumble oh but not that girl oh not that woman no 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 she no it has to be one of the ones that we want it has to be one of the hand-picked ones or whatever and it's like like you're saying look at the big picture if Ronda Rousey is is, is, is in a match with Sasha Banks or Bayley or whatever Bayley is instantly a much bigger star to the world because she is in the ring with the Ronda Rousey Bill, or whatever Bill.
1: Built properly, it can be a real main event, not a "Hey, look, we're making history and we're going to put this match on last and it's going to be
0: no, right." It doesn't become a pandering thing event. anymore. It becomes yes. a we're serious about the shit because she's going to get paid a lot. Don't, don't 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 question it. She's not coming in on on, on an NXT developmental deal. You're paying her a lot of money. So they're gonna put a lot of muscle behind it as well. And it's not like she's gonna be in there and the women's roster is just gonna be, oh, yeah, Ron Rousey's there. Okay, yeah, whatever. Who cares? You know, we'll have them, you know, in a random tag match or whatever. If she comes in, that whole division gets elevated. That that division, like you said, Ron Rousey becomes a top three, top four, top five person in that company. And then as thus the women's division does too. That's main eventing, you know, shows that's becoming a huge deal. That's leading off sports show. That's that's got crossover appeal. That is so much bigger for all those women to
1: the fucking moon. My only, my only issue with it is she's going to be programmed with Stephanie. You know, it would be nice if you give someone else some, yeah, Stephanie doesn't need to be getting in the ring. You know what I mean? It's that I have a bit of an issue with. Um, But other than that, you know, go all the way with her. And now I've worked myself into a shoot because I'm expecting her to be in this match and I'm going to be let down if she's not Um, look If Trish Stratus shows up or Jacqueline or Kelly Kelly or insert, you know, Candice Michelle, name someone rich, uh, you know, that's fine. And I'm sure they're going to Jackie
0: Gata. No, I don't think Jackie Gata is going to be there.
1: Jackie Gata. uh, you know Whoever they they bring in as their surprises, uh, you know, that's that's fine. And and, and that'll be cool. Just like the men's matches where you get, you know, I think with any decent rumble, you want a couple surprises. Right. That's kind of part of the, the appeal. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to need Rousey in this thing. Um, I think that's going to give it the necessary juice, uh, that I want out of it. Um, and I've worked myself into a shoot that she's going to be in it. So that that's part of the problem too. Um, but I think that, uh, that would be the most, uh, exciting scenario, uh, for Rousey to be in this thing. Now, as far as the women's rumble goes, um, I'm going to ask you whether you think, whether you're concerned about the quality, the potential quality of the match, but before you answer, um, I was thinking about this all week, knowing we were going to preview this show. Has there ever been a good women's battle royal? And I asked that because there's very few good men's battle royals. Uh, First of all, battle royals usually stink. There have been good rumbles. There have been, you know, well-booked rumbles, and there have obviously been rumbles over the years that have been good matches but in general battle royals are not good um and particularly women's battle royals particularly women's battle royals in this company i don't think there's ever been one that wasn't bad um maybe that nxt battle royal a couple months ago um it was okay uh but you know if you go back on the network and watch women's battle royals i mean you've got them getting thrown through the middle rope because people can't get over the top rope now i know the level of athlete has improved since the Diva Days, I get it. They're going over the top rope here. I do think for some of the women that aren't either big enough or athletic enough to do a competent over-the-top rope bump, I, I, I hope or at least I think that they'll be smart about it and do creative eliminations. In other words, have them up on the top rope already and maybe get knocked off or have them get thrown onto the apron first and then do a high spot to knock them off the apron to get eliminated. But I genuinely have concern uh, about people like Liv Morgan, uh, based on size, Alexa Bliss because she's like four foot eleven.
0: Yeah, Alexa Bliss uh, is great over the top front bump like, bumps. Dude, yeah, yeah, over the top front bump bumps the pop, are not it- easy go to a ring I mean I don't know if you've ever been in a ring but that thing is, is tall I mean you know what I mean like it, it seems kind of silly that we're saying this but like I'm six foot and it's just like dude you know that thing is not you well, know it, well, it, Rich, it's, I mean you, you
1: don't even have to defend it from that perspective there's a reason they would do middle rope eliminations and women's battle royals all over the years you know yeah and then you have people who just you know you have like these whole like Lana certainly isn't a, you know a high caliber athlete, and you know there's people like that and I've noticed that in the build to this with some of the angles they've done where you know they've built it up they have kind of cheated with something, which is smart. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know. I, I, I don't trust that you can do the old school someone grabs someone by the hair, runs them across the ring, and flings them over the top, like you see in the men's matches all the time. Because I, I do question um some of the athletic ability, and just based on sheer size, that we could have some ugly moments. Um, so and and obviously uh we've never had a women's royal rumble before. Uh, so no one has experience in this sort of thing. So I don't know. I I think there's a chance that this match could really stink. I'm not saying that's definitely going to be the case, but I think there's a chance. And I I I think that it would be kind of a setback if they do this women's Royal Rumble and it's bad. So I think the booking is going to be super important uh, to make sure that if the 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 actual action doesn't live up that the booking makes up for it. And I think everyone has to bring their a game. And I think you really have to hide and obscure uh, the people who aren't quite as good. Look, I have, I have full confidence in people like Charlotte. I have full confidence in people like Sasha Banks is a fucking maniac. She'll do any kind of, she'll take the
0: most ridiculous, but she'll do that. Like, uh, I forget who it was. Otaka, like in the 2000 rumble took like the face plant, you know, spot. Like somebody tossed him out and he just landed on his face. Like I, I could see Sasha doing that for sure. Yeah, no, she'll, she'll yeah, do it. I mean, no there's doubt. plenty
1: of people. Like Becky Lynch, I'm not worried about. I mean, I'm not worried about it. But there are some people on this roster where I have size concerns and athleticism concerns. So and and if they're going to do surprises, age concerns. So, you know, there's all of those things. Do you think, you know, so, you know, getting back to my long-winded question, do you have confidence in this match? Are you a little worried that this can
0: really shit the bet? I am a little worried, and, and that's – the the reason I'm worried is because I feel like so many people are very happy that this moment is happening, and I am too. It's it's awesome, and it's cool, and it it shows a lot of progress. For hey, i got no problem doing two Royal Rumbles yeah, on one show. No, it's great. I, love, I, love I fucking love Rumbles, so I'm, I'm good. You could have ten Rumbles let in let it. Get, I'm,
1: let me tack that on your question because there's that's I forgot about that. There's a lot of people who are annoyed that there's two Royal Rumble matches on one show and they no, think that they're putting each other down. I, I don't, I agree with that too. I, you yeah, can no put no three cares. of them on there for all I care. Yeah, you could put a, a sure. fucking uh NXT Royal, you could put a third one on there. Give me a 205 live one with 15 guys. I'm into it. I, you yeah, know, somebody
0: who, who obsessively gambles on the Rumble, I am fine with as many opportunities to gamble again because uh, when they're
1: booked well, they're a shit ton of fun. Yeah, they're, you great. Know?
0: they're a great way to get everybody out. Like, I love I'll, I'll, I'll anytime I'm just kind of want wrestling in the background i'll usually go to a rumble because it's good like you know you walk in and there's max moon coming down the ring you're like oh yeah cool yeah, yeah you know what i mean it's like a it's like a time capsule to that era for whatever you're watching or whatever and it's like you know the guys come out and there's music and the fans are always into it because they can pop at a certain time and they can pop for this and and they all do the countdown or whatever like nobody really ever gets bored during a rumble they might there might be some that suck or some that might not be great but like even it, it's pizza Rumble rumbles are pizzas like even the worst Royal rumble is still like all right you know you can still yes. you know do it yes. but uh, as far as the match quality of this, yeah, th- there is a real concern there because, yeah, like you said, there's there's women that, that I think are good, like Alexa Bliss I think is good, but as far as getting her out of the ring, I, I you know, that's going to be tricky. It's going to be something where she's on the top rope and she gets knocked off, but how many of those you do before it kind of feels like, oh, geez, this is like a really dollar store third rate rumble because, you know, you have to kind of do these different things here. Like you said, Lana, like Lana's not taking a flat back, you know, over the top rope bump, is she? Like there, there's no way. So that's the concern that I have is that, that it could almost... Not like, you know, business exposing isn't the right word, but just this thing where, like, everyone's really happy, and then they're watching, and it's just like, oh, this is kind of bad, you know? And, and like, everyone kind of will know when it's getting bad, and will know that it reached that point, and it's going to be a little awkward, because it, it is, like, a great moment, and it's awesome, but it, it's going to do that. There's going to be a moment where Liv Morgan, Lana, and, you know, Tamina get knocked out, you know, in succession, and you're just being like,
1: oh. Oh, God, Tamina, I forgot. Yeah,
0: right. Like, Gosh, there's, I mean... Yeah, let, let, let me go over who's in this and and, and kind of get an idea of why I think we're a little, you know, a little concerned here. So you got Naomi um, in there. You got Asuka, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, uh, Carmella, Tamina, Lana, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, uh, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke. So, of course, yeah, Paige was initially like, announced. She is out, of course.
1: I, like, there's some pretty lousy people. I mean, Dana Brooke is not good. Tamina stinks. Um, I have no confidence in Carmella, uh, you know. And look, in every Royal Rumble, there's always a couple of those awkward moments where people don't know what to do. Battle royals are hard to work. On top <laughs> of that, on top of everything else, wrestlers hate working battle royals. Talk to a wrestler and ask them about battle royals. They don't like them.
0: Yeah, who do They're I hit? Ha- ha- where do I go? Where do I stand? Am I in the way? When do you want me eliminated? Like it, it's it's a lot of moving parts. So. Uh,
1: on top of all the other issues we potential issues we discussed, there could be a lot of awkward moments here that you normally get in something like a Royal rumble. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's gotta be booked very carefully. I don't know if you want Lana, Carmela, Tamina, you know, in the ring at the same time, you know, it, it can get a little dicey, um, you know, so, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm a little worried, but I think with some good booking and the key people putting in some good performances uh, and i think it'll open the show i think it'll open the show and i think it would be smart to have it open the show you know i've heard some people say it should end the show that's crazy talk um i you know i think it i think you open the show with a rumble and you close the show with the rumble i think that's the best way to approach this i don't know if i want to stick it in the middle of the show and i definitely what you don't want to do is put the two rumbles back to back you can't do that
0: No, yeah, I, I like the idea of this opening it. I think that's a good moment. That's a good way to kind of give it the the the, the shine in it. Because yeah, if it's it can't be before the other Royal Rumble because that's yeah that that's just kind of weird. And you, you're gonna have fatigue too. You're gonna want to just kind of chill out after a little bit. But
1: that's what I mean. I mean do you, you want to watch a stick-
0: the show either? Yeah, I don't want to watch two Rumbles back to back.
1: Do you want to watch a 65 minute Royal Rumble and then watch another 65 minute Royal Rumble back yeah. to back? You know. And it's kind of like well, and that's the issue too. Like length, the show,
0: length is going to be interesting too about it because like you can't do thirty seconds. You can't be like, hey, this is the little baby's Royal Rumble, and then the main event's going to be the no. real Royal Rumble. So it's got to be like
1: it's going to be a sixty minute Royal Rumble. It has it's to be, be yeah. an hour long. Right, right, right. And, and it should be, and it will be. Um, you know, I don't want some cheap. I don't want cheap twenty second entries. I don't want that shit. You know, give me the two minutes. I want a sixty minute Rumble. You know, do two Rumbles, do two Rumbles, but you also have to have the winner be able to absorb the moment you can't do them back to back you can't have one rumble end and, and you have your, your your big shocking winner or whatever it is and then you just start another rumble immediately you got to let that shit breathe a little you know so I, I do think it'll open the show and I do think it should open the show and, and and if you're having two 60 minute matches the other four matches I mean something's getting shortchanged.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about those now. Here, we'll, we'll we'll circle back and do the men's rumble, I think, at the end. But uh, let's talk uh, the two out of three falls SmackDown tag match. You got the Usos uh, defending the titles against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. This is one that I look at. You know, two out of three falls. I bet two of those three falls are going to be real fast. Uh, this one I am not guessing is going to be a half an hour match. I could see this one being in and out in about fifteen minutes.
1: I mean, two out of three falls. You think they're going to get some time? I mean, I know the match is going to be real good. I'm not worried about that. Um, you know, to me, this has a chance to be. A real good chance of being the best match on the show. Um, if that'd be the match I'd bet on, actually, if, if I were still a betting man, Rich, that I think this will be the best match on the show. So, um, And I think this one will get time. I think I know where what's going to get shorted on time, and I don't think it'll be this one.
0: Yeah, I I actually I might have the same thought that you do. We'll we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, We have the tag team match for the Raw tag team championships: with Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus Cesaro and Sheamus the Bar. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? Is Rollins and Jordan, of course, defending their titles against the Bar? uh, It could be. It could be.
1: It could very well be good. But I am so not into Jason Jordan that I'm just not. I don't care. I just. I I think the Jason Jordan Rollins thing where they don't get along and Rollins thinks he's a geek. And I I, we talked about it um, when we did our. our raw review on Patreon. I'm just not into the Jason Jordan thing. It's too gimmicky for me. I don't like it. So I'm just, I'm not into this match. If we were doing our one to 10 gimmick of old, you know, I'd go like one or two on this. I just don't care about Jason Jordan.
0: Yeah, see, I, I don't mind him as much as you do, but I'm kind of, I, I want to see what the next step is for this character because I think the, the the weird bedfellows with him and Seth Rollins, that, that gimmick, I don't, I, I'm kind of over that. So I'd like to see him maybe lose. And, and I don't know what that next step is for Jason Jordan, but yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I tend to think they're probably going to win this match and, and continue on that story for a little bit longer. But uh, if you're going to push someone as a geek, it's only
1: going to work if they have such overwhelming charisma. Like that's, it's, a, it's, it's a it's it, it's a sure way not to to ensure that someone never gets over as a main eventer like you. you they got everyone keeps bringing up Kurt Angle. <laughs> Kurt Angle is like a generational <laughs> yeah. talent.
0: I know. I love that one. They're like, yeah, well, Kurt Angle did it like, OK, he is the exception to the rule. Yes. Yeah. There, there's did. outliers.
1: There's right. things called outliers, you know, and, and Kurt Angle was an outlier. He was going to get over no matter what. He's a generational not Kurt talent. Angle.
0: No, he's not. Kurt Angle, sorry no it's,
1: it's almost like they're 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 Kurt did comedy
0: so everybody could do comedy well no no No, it doesn't this work like very that.
1: good <laughs> Kurt Angle was able to overcome comedy I mean yeah so no I you know so I just I don't like the gimmick
0: no yeah I'm, I'm I, I enjoy it in the in the short term but yeah long term it's it's gonna be an issue but yeah we talked about that a lot all right uh this is the handicap match for the WWE Championship AJ Styles defending his titles his title, rather, against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So, as far as we know, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win, they're co-champions. It is yeah, under a the, They are yep. co-champions.
1: They're going with the lay cool gimmick, and I think they're going to win. Um, I think it's shit. The only pause I have is Kevin Owens has the back injury.
0: Right. Yeah. They they kind of played it up a lot. On uh, I was that I, I don't I didn't dig in. Is that like a real deal thing or was that something that it's kind of played up for storyline? As far as I know, close. as
1: far as far as this recording and as far as I know, he, he has a back. He legitimate back injury.
0: Um, okay. All right. So that's um. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So that that's. That gives me a little bit of pause. I wonder if that's in there to sort of have Owens get taken out, and it becomes a one-on-one Sami Zayn versus Styles, and the Styles just beats him or whatever. Because if it's two-on-one, I mean, why are you talking about this? Well, why is yeah, there a yeah. handicap for a title? Oh, <laughs> it's stupid. This is.
1: This story, I don't
0: give a shit.
1: It's (laughs) garbage. It's absolute fucking garbage. It's one of the worst
0: things they've. I mean, I thought I was. I caught myself, and I'm like, "You you caught yourself taking it seriously. Stupid, and it's garbage, and I hate it. I'm not talking about it.
1: It makes me not care about SmackDown or the SmackDown title.
0: How can you get me? Imagine how can you possibly get me to not care about a match with AJ Styles,
1: Kevin Owens, and
0: Sami Zayn Zayn is one of my top five all time. Styles is probably, you know, top 25, and Steen Owens is probably, you know, top 15, top 30, or <laughs> whatever. It's like these are three of my all-time favorites. I fucking hate this and I don't want to watch it. And How you know the other
1: and the other thing about it is um Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are doing incredible work on SmackDown. Oh, they're
0: great. They're so good.
1: They are doing incredible they have been so good as heels.
0: Sami Zayn, who would have thought? Who would have thought that that dude would just.
1: I don't think, and away. you know, I, I don't think people appreciate how fucking hard it is for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to be detested by crowds and to be booed. Because th- we're in an era where people, you know, we, we, we've been cheering he- the heels now for 20 years. Okay. And these are two guys who are hardcore favorites and. You know, Kevin Owens consistently got Cheers as a heel. And these guys and, – and Sami Zayn has never been a heel. And they get 100% booed in every building they're in. They are doing superlative work on that show. They are doing such great heel work. And it is all for naught in this awful, terrible, shit fucking, Cammy. Saga, shit storyline. Cammy yeah. Joe, Cammy. But they're doing their jobs. Yeah. Tremendously. But it's just impossible to get into this. It sucks. But they but they they are you trying no one cheers these guys. No one is ironically cheering these guys. They've gotten over his heels in this environment considering who they are. Do People not appreciate how yeah. hard that they
0: make is? themselves as unlikable as humanly possible to the point where people nobody wants to <laughs>
1: Amazing to me. And they're not getting enough credit. But but I have no interest in this though. With yeah, all I, of that I, said, I have no this is such fucking trash. The match from December at Clash of Champions was my worst match of the year. Or or was it that tag match with the three teams in the ring at one? You could have gave it to either one
0: of them. <laughs> I think you gave it to the you gave it to the uh the gender uh or no the uh the Nakamura uh, uh Zane, yeah, whatever the fucking that, that match was. But yeah.
1: Yeah, it was these guys. It was Owens it was and Zane the, yeah, yeah, with the, with
0: the two, with the two, uh, with, with the, the two, two referees, uh, two reps, Yeah, splitting the ring in half.
1: Yeah, you know it's fucking, it's terrible, and it's it's impossible to give a fuck about it. So you just want it to end already.
0: And then our uh, last singles. Oh God, it's not a singles match. I'm so <laughs> Ate this? Card. No, sir. <laughs> I'll take you through this. It's yeah. it's the beast
1: incarnate. Defending against the monster among men, defending against uh, the big red machine, also known as the devil's favorite demon. How many times are they going to say all those things during this match?
0: <laughs> I should do a drinking game during that because I'll be gambling during the other things. I think I should gather everybody around and do a drinking game. That whenever they say the monster among men, or the devil incarnate, or the big yeah, any of those four, you got to drink. I can't we wait last to the rumble. I feel like we'd be done before the rumble.
1: Starts, I right? can't wait for Roman to to the rumble. So Michael could go, it's the big dog.
0: <laughs> it's his yard. The Roman empire.
1: <laughs> I, it, it, every time he says it's the big dog, I just fucking cringe. <laughs> imagine,
0: like, imagine if it was the first time you were watching and you'd watch out the big dog. And that's why it's his yard. Like I forgot, like, Oh my God. Yeah, on the it's, last, it's, on the raw 25, I forgot what it was. And they are like, well, that's why this is the big dog's yard. This is why the yard is the big dogs. I was like, what the fuck? Imagine a, being that first person. <laughs> like imagine being that person. It's people
1: speaking English, but speaking a foreign language. Yeah. And I truly believe, I truly believe that that's why they're having trouble making new fans. Because you turn this show on, you're flipping channels or whatever. You put this on, and you have no fucking clue what any of these people are talking about because it's this foreign language being spoken in English. It's just, it's, it's just buzzwords and nicknames and, 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 um, and abeyances, and you don't know what the fuck – a casual person, a person who's never seen wrestling before, it's like they're entering a world that they feel like they're not meant to understand. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah, for sure. And and because it's really opened my eyes watching this shit with Brittany. Someone who's never seen wrestling before. To the point where I-, I swear to you, I'm not sure she knows who Hulk Hogan is. I-, I I mean that. Like I know that sounds crazy, but she's that off the reservation with this. And I sit here and watch it, and she has no clue. She's like, what is she's confused. And she just gives up trying to like it because it's like a foreign language. You know, Michael Cole screaming it's the big dog. Like you don't have to do that every time. You know, all these hokey nicknames and I really believe it's a barrier for people. I really do. You know, and and I know that Vince McMahon believes in consistency from week to week and treat every show like it's a first-time watcher is watching it. I don't believe I I believe in the total opposite. I don't believe in talking down to an audience. And I believe that people are smart enough and sophisticated enough to catch up. You know, Um, you know, it's it's you don't it's just fucking weird, and it's really opened my eyes to the idea that they are creating their own barrier with this. I know we joke about it, but it's like this inside language about championship opportunities, and I mean, just speak English.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's 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 almost deafening in 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 some ways. And this match is going to be one where I think, like you said, like you could literally play a drinking game, or like really. And uh, yeah, I'll tell people, you know, wh- wh- listen to this match and listen to how they talk about this match, and imagine yourself not. Who the fuck is the monster among men? And why is you know like what what are you talking about? Why are you saying these things that you're saying? It's it's just, I and mean, this one is going to be so. Weird. And it's legitimately being built with well, the funny part too. It's legitimately being built that this is like a, mo- like Brock Lesnar is a man. Kane is a right. demon or whatever the fuck. And, and, and Braun Strowman is, is literally a monster.
1: This like, match is a cartoon.
0: Like Lesnar I have is no, being, interest in you know, Strowman's it's- turning over, you know, trucks and doing all this stuff and being like, because he is not a man. He is not a human being. He is a monster right. among men. Right. Like literally, like, you know how Tugboat was literally at times like a Tugboat? Yes. Like this, Braun Strowman is literally a monster, right? And Brock Lesnar is a human. Like Brock Lesnar is 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 the only guy with any sort of humanity in this match, which is so right. fucking. What are, what are they doing? Why are we talking?
1: Who fucking cares? I I they have sapped all of my interest out of Braun. Strowman. I don't care about Braun Strowman anymore.
0: It's just ridiculous. oh the, the the him beating up every. That's when I I turned it because I've I've been into him for a while. It's, even even when he got killed by I don't know if you remember but he got murdered like two months ago. Um
1: yeah, in the back of a garbage truck.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and some people you know. uh but we or heard the murder were were, you know, it was fine. Yeah, we heard the bones crunching, but he's he's fine. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's okay. It's, oh it's, my god, do you remember that? The bones the bones crushing. I'm so tired of Braun Strowman I, of crushing. I, oh, I, I just
1: have yeah. strength and presented as something that's not human. I, I'm not into that. I look, there's a reason I don't watch Lucha Underground. He's a Lucha Underground character. Yes, he, he really is, yeah. And I don't care about that. He's Batanza, yeah, yeah,
0: he's Batanza, which you know yeah. I don't yeah, want should be
1: having a match against Matanza. I'm not into it. That's why I stopped watching that show. Because Drago literally flew away on one episode. And I that was it for me. <laughs> I, I don't I'm not interested in that. I mean, I get it. I, I know some people like that. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah. That's not my thing. I, I want to see guys fighting over who's better than who and I want your title. That's all I want. I don't I don't need fucking monsters. No, I I'll take Johnny
0: Gargano me. saying my best friend Absolutely. turned on me. He he yeah. turned his back on me, but I'm gonna redeem myself and I'm gonna win yes. I'm gonna reach the top of the ladder without him, you know. All do it by yourself. Do it yourself, and that's what I'm gonna do.
1: All I want, all I need. I don't need Braun Strowman flipping over trucks. I, it does does nothing for me. It, it it doesn't it doesn't thrill me in any way to watch Braun Strowman pull down the Raw set. I, I'm not entertained by it at all. It takes me it takes me right out of the show. Mm-hmm. To me, it tells me I do not need to take this seriously anymore when they do stuff like I just don't. I just I can't do it. Yeah. It's Kane, shit, which
0: is yeah. It's, it's why
1: fine. Kane It's why Kane and The Undertaker never appealed to me either. I just was never into that shit. Like demons and fucking lightning strikes from fingertips. It's just not my thing. I, I'm not into it. Uh so I, I, I
0: enjoyed you know, it a little bit more when I was like eleven, but yeah, these days I uh, I get it.
1: Look, I understand. I'm not, you know, I'm not telling people they're wrong for being into the Undertaker. He's obviously very popular. It's just never my thing. I, I can never get into that. So um you know and maybe i was a well, i don't know i guess i was like i wasn't super old when he did. De- i was i was a kid when he debuted i mean we're talking 1990 i was like 13 or something i just never into it right um but yeah i just i just hope we that brock survives this and there's a couple of cool high spots and um i don't know i just i just I can't get into it. I, I can't even muster any enthusiasm to talk no, about it. Braun Strowman has they've completely lost me with Braun Strowman. Yeah. And that and that first hour of Raw where he did all that destruction popped a massive number. So, you know, people were obviously
0: curious well, about there also wasn't any football in that number. You know, I. they you know, it's the first time they didn't have football, or one of the first times in a while they didn't have football. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that, you know, I'm not saying it's not a reason. It, it, it's possible that people really enjoyed that, too. But I think, you it was, know, they,
1: look, he did something different. It was an hour devoted to him just wreaking havoc.
0: And right, right. And maybe just, it was successful, whatever. But yeah, for us, for the people hosting this podcast. Don't give a shit. So
1: no, right. I, yeah, and you know, of him beating up people and and destroying things while Dirty Andy Dalton followed him around and begged them not to. You know, <laughs> that's what it was for an hour. You know, I don't even know if he ever got around to beating up Andy Dalton. I, I, you know, he was just one of those two guys who was like, no, yeah, bronze, ever stop did. it, yeah. yeah. Um. But but uh. But yeah. So I I don't know. It's just not for me at all. I'm not interested.
0: All right, and then we get to the uh, what I'm presuming is the main event, the Men's World Rumble match. Uh, here are the participants right now that we know only uh, 17 right now. So, so we have 17 of 30. Uh, I we like that. Yeah, I do too. I like the idea that you have no clue who's going in there. You, a have a, you have Elias, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, John Cena, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Rusev, Aiden English, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Ty Dillinger, Biggie, Kofi, and Xavier Woods. So you got 17 to 30 there, Joe. Uh, any of those names stick out at you or, or, or ones that kind of stand out as ones that have a good chance to win?
1: Yeah, I think Roman Reigns is winning. I do. Um, I don't think there's a consensus favorite out there. Uh, people are still addicted to this idea that Daniel Bryan's going to be in this thing and win. I think they're nuts. Um, I think Roman's winning. I think it's just the obvious story. Um, unless you can come up with someone on the SmackDown side, I don't think there's anyone else on the Raw side can win. I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. and I think yeah. I think the city does matter, and I think they want to stick it to those people again. You know how this company is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I can see them wanting to do that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think Roman Reigns is your winner.
0: Um, the only reason I have pause about Reigns being the winner is just because you do have the idea that SmackDown's there and you do have the Elimination Chamber. So they can, if they think that too many people think that Reigns is going to win or whatever, which I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm kind of with you that I think they're going to, you know, they, they've never really veered from the path, you know, ever before. So why do it now? So, I mean, if Reigns is your guy and you really want to put that over that he won the Rumble again, you know, it would be, a I think, second win at this point. Then yeah, go for it. I, I, I see why they would do that. But if they want to get a little cute with it, you could have, you know, a Nakamura type win or even like a John Cena win or whatever, or somebody that maybe loses at an Elimination Chamber, loses the right to the title or we don't know what the smackdown match is going to be or whatever so they can kind of play around a little bit i would say go for go for the big one go for the guy that you're building up for the top match at, Ren- at wrestlemania have roman reigns win it have it be obvious that it's reigns versus lesnar right now the minute royal rumble is over it's like all right these are our two guys for mania i don't like the idea that it's up for grabs at elimination chamber I don't, you know what i mean like i love the idea it's like that dude won we have our main event right now so go with go with the roman reigns you know and that's what they want to do anyway you know he's going to get the title shot one way or another just have him win Mostly because I want to see the world burn, too. Because the crowd's going to hate it. So, that's well, I, no, In my world burn moment, I'll tell you what I want. This is Joe being a dick.
1: You want Joe to be a dick? Oh, yeah, of course. I want The Miz to get thrown out in five seconds. <laughs> I, really, I, I legitimately want that. And I like The Miz. But I'm so sick of the fucking Miz hype that I want The Miz to enter the match. And I, you know what I want? And this is what I want. I want Dolph Ziggler to grab the Miz by the hair and throw him right out of the ring as soon as he enters. It has to be Dolph Ziggler. That's what I want. That's my world burning moment. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. That.
0: On, our, the on our Twitter feed, the world would would certainly burn during that moment. for
1: In sure. five yeah. seconds. That's what I want. Because Roman, we look, I get it. You know, Philly's going to hate him. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I've oh, been I over that million times. I love wait. when crowds turn on shows. I love it. Um, You know, but I want the Miz gone in five seconds. Of course, he's probably going to be in the match for like forty minutes. But yeah, you never know. Sometimes they really fuck over like a heel in this match. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they 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 do that one spot where they'll embarrass a heel and and throw him out real quick. I hope it's the Miz. I would I would love to see that for trolling purposes. We're all about that
0: here. But yeah, I I think Reigns wins, and and if he does, people are
1: shaking. As people are shaking as The Miz is entering the match. I'm shaking. (laughs) All right, shake when he gets thrown out. I would love to fucking see that.
0: That'd be good, but yeah, they might get cute, and maybe like a Baron Corbin type wins it or whatever. And guy, who the know, hell knows? Yeah. Baron
1: Corbin's not winning no, I, this know, thing. I, know, I know, I know. They've given up on Baron. Baron Corbin stinks, and they know it now too.
0: That's good. That's about time. But uh, yeah, like maybe a Nakamura type or someone like that does. But uh,
1: I uh, yeah, know. you're right. And look, I wouldn't be shocked if Nakamura wins. Yeah, I, I they, feel they like they've kind of
0: fast given ones. Up whenever on they, they had two, the ro- whenever they've had those roster splits, they would sort of pull the fast one and have the SmackDown guy win. And 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 a lot of times, sometimes I think those guys even lost at Elimination Chamber or whatever, lost the right to their title match or whatever. So there's a possibility. they yeah. And do that so who knows i mean like
1: well if the, if the idea is to do nakamura and aj i mean obviously he's a favorite to win
0: right um, so so i think it's nakamura or reigns is probably my two top picks and then i don't really know anybody else i mean god if you did randy orton again that'd be just be because oh, by the way i don't know if you remember one last year's royal rumble nobody remembers that i don't remember it um i didn't remember it until i looked at yeah. that you know a few weeks ago when we talked about it but yeah i don't think he's gonna win uh elias isn't winning Cena a weird one, too. You don't really need him to win. And He's then not nobody one. else, really. Nobody else. I mean, nobody on Raw is going to win other than Roman Reigns. So we know that. It's just now if SmackDown, if we don't know quite what the SmackDown match is yet, then maybe there's a few other guys. But you really look at the guys that are listed, it's Nakamura. I mean, that's it. Or, you know, Orton, if they really decided to go fucking nuts uh, with Orton. But yeah, like Aiden English isn't winning. You know, Big E isn't winning. Kofi isn't winning. So that's fine. It's all right. But it's probably either Reigns or, or Nakamura. But uh, we'll see. You never know. All right, so that is our <laughs> passioned Royal Rumble preview. Uh, we got a preview up on the website as well, dot uh, com. Also uh, we'll have reviews and we'll be live tweeting it throughout the event too at Voices Wrestling. And we'll I uh, believe we have an instant reaction show, right? Are you are you down for that still? Uh, after the show do an instant reaction for our Patreon uh, folks.
1: I don't know if we should promise it necessarily, but we're gonna try to. Do we'll
0: it. try. We'll try. Yeah, I, I can't say for sure. I mean, God only knows. I'm gonna be hosting people over, and yeah, and
1: let, let's not promise it, but let's. I think that yeah, we we will we will try to do an instant yes, reaction yes. for
0: the rumble. I can't guarantee it, but yeah, we'll, we'll. I'm
1: also like moving people into my house that day. It's gonna be a. Oh yeah, way. yeah. I forget
0: you're doing that. Yeah, we'll see so what happens. I, I, yeah, we'll try. We'll try our best, but if it doesn't, we're gonna happen, try though. Doesn't happen. So. All right, uh, then we'll close out the show talking about some uh, New Japan shows coming up. The New Japan, New Beginning and Sapporo shows. We got one on the 27th. And then, uh, so that's the Saturday uh, morning. And then we got one on Sunday morning, the 28th. So we got two back-to-back Sapporo shows. Uh, Joe, what do you think is the best way to do this? Because I think... They're separate shows, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of filler on these. That's going to be one of the things when you have two shows you know, back-to-back, both you know, in the same building or whatever. It's essentially they took one show, split it up into two. There's some good stuff on it, but yeah, there's really only a few featured matches I think that are really yeah, worth a lot of th- our time. There's
1: some filler, but a lot of it has some meaning, too. Let's blow through them. Um, the, the, the We've got, the, we got about
0: 30 minutes left in the show. Yeah, so we so. Can,
1: we can, yeah okay, we can do that. We can get through it all. Uh, let's see. So we've got the, the, the Sapporo show on the 27th. It's back-to-back nights. It's 27th and 28th, same building, Hokkaido uh, Prefectural Sports Center. Uh, and then the, Oka- the uh, Osaka new beginning is next week. We'll preview that next week uh, because that one, uh, what's the date on that? It is, I got it in front of me. Hold on. It is yeah, I don't have it in February 10th. Okay. So we, might, we may even preview it the week after because um, there's some time there in between. But the first two, there's three new beginnings. The first two are in Sapporo. Uh, The first show kicks off with uh, Kitamura seven-match trial series. He's had his first match of the trial series. He already lost to Jay White and New Year Dash. His second match here is going to be against Mike Elgin. Now, the deal with Kitamura, and I just learned this before the show, the reason they're doing a seven-match trial series, he was supposed to be going on excursion already. There's visa issues holding that up. So I guess they figured, all right, well, we'll throw him on the next tour. And we'll do a trial series. So it actually worked out pretty cool because I like seeing trial series. We haven't seen a trial series in Japan in God knows how long. So he's in the midst of one here. He'll take on Elgin on the first show and Juice Robinson on the second show. So the to Kitamura trial series soldiers on. Kawato is having visa issues too. He's going to be delayed a couple days before he, uh, you know, gets to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, uh so that's an interesting thing to look at there. And I don't know what's going on with Oka. I guess he's sticking around for a while. Oh, we should also note on these shows, Satoshi Kojima either blew out his ACL or ruptured a tendon in it. Do we
0: have the official injury on that I no? don't yeah, I don't think, I saw some say ruptured, some say torn. I don't know if I know the difference between the two. So, yeah, I'm not Point quite. is fucked. Yeah, it's it's not good, especially a guy his age. I mean a, a torn ACL is is yeah. not a good injury if you're 25 let alone if you're, you know, Kojima's age. So, it sucks. Yeah, it's it's a bad injury at a bad time and and yeah, it's it's
1: And and it happened during the rush match or the roosh match. Did you know it's pronounced roosh?
0: Yeah, we have this discussion every year. So, I, I do now remember that We're it's called roosh, but I still call him it's, rush cuz it's, roosh. it's just
1: easier, yeah. Uh but did you see that match? It wasn't bad. Um the the problem was you yeah, can no, see I right I, when the knee injury occurs.
0: You know, that's funny though. Cause I saw somebody say that it happened earlier in the tour and that he was gutting through that, but that doesn't make sense. Cause I remember like you can see the moment where it happened. So I don't know if there maybe is a
1: distinct had, it, moment in that match. Right, where Right. You,
0: right. Right. So you I mean, thought that was really like, weird that people were reporting that it happened earlier and that he was still playing. Like, I don't know that, that kind of confused me. Cause I, maybe like he felt some discomfort and was like, ah, whatever. I could work through it. But something happened at that moment that you're talking about, like whatever, whatever the major part of the injury was happened at that moment. I mean, you could, easily see it that that was what happened i mean if it, we watch sports enough to know when a guy tears his acl and what it looks like and that's what it was so you don't know no, that's that yeah it was it was weird
1: yeah but anyway he's being replaced by nakajima uh not nakajima um nakanishi <laughs> on the tour uh so manabu nakanishi wasn't booked for the tour but uh so they have an easy uh replacement he's gonna slot him into kojima's matches he wasn't scheduled to do anything important for instance on this show it's ten john it's uh uh Hiroshi tenzan uh um, nakanishi now Jushin Liger, Tiger Mask, and Kushida against Takashi, Izuka, Kanamuru, Taiichi, El Desperado, and Takamishinoku in a 10-man tag. Then we've got Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano, so they're continuing that tag team, and they're facing Yujiro Takahashi and Chase Owens. Now, Rich, this may look like a meaningless match, but if you look on the second uh, Sapporo show on the second night, it's Ishii and Yano again in another straight two-versus-two tag, this time against Yujiro and Leo. So two shows in a row, they'll have Ishi and Yano in tag matches, straight two versus two tags mm-hmm. against uh, teams with Yujiro, Yujiro's regular partner on the first night with Chase Owens, and then Hiko Leo the second night. They're going to win both matches. There is no IWGP tag team title defense on this tour because Evil and Sonata have title matches in Osaka. So do you think this is a setup for Ishii and Yano to challenge Evil and Sonata on the next, uh, it's
0: interesting that you say that because yeah, it does kind of stand out that there's these straight tag matches with those guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, it's hard to know exactly, but it seems it Yeah, I, I think you're on a, on the right a track 50, there, right? Yeah, no, it, it definitely. I mean, that definitely stands out. You definitely put kind of a, a little you know asterisk next to those and, and and kind of look at those. So, I mean, that would make sense, and it makes sense that those guys would be up for you know a title shot against those two. So that makes sense. I, I don't know that that's exactly what they're doing, but but I could see it. I could see the reasoning.
1: Yeah, and then Ishii and Yano in Osaka, they're just in a uh, they're in a six man tag against uh, Taguchi Japan um, uh, team of Elgin, Juice Robinson, and David Finley. I guess they're still billing those guys as Taguchi Japan for some reason. Uh, so they're just in a random six man tag, but they're teaming with Jay White, uh, Yano, and Ishii. So I could easily, uh, you know, see them winning that match as well with Finley taking the fall, obviously. So I don't know. It seems like. Two versus two tags like that that aren't title matches tend to stick out. So I just think it's a little fishy, and maybe they're setting up them for a title match. This for sure is a title match. Never open weight six-man. Fale, uh, Tama Tanga, and Tanga Leo defend against – Tonga Loa, rather – defend against Togi Makabe, Ryusuke Taguchi – and Hanare Toa Hanare, as he's now going by. Um, what do you think it is? I think it's kind of cool that Hanare is getting a little title shot here in some six man action. Yeah, Maybe I like it.
0: No I, what I'm, I'm kind of curious on, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, I guess that they're just considering his Achilles injury like the was that his excursion? Like, I don't know. Like, is he is is because they got it's, him, he, he's already kind of. On the main roster now at this point isn't he he's like you know wearing the gear he's got he's, a new, he's, he's got a new yeah. gimmick like he's in title matches he's with teaming with big guys like he's obviously still gonna be one of the the, the main fall guys or whatever but i don't know he might have passed the excursion point but i don't think he's a killer. young line
1: like, i don't think he's a young line anymore i think he's he's it's the david finley deal yeah right it's where it, like he didn't go away and he's still kind of a prelim guy but i don't think he's a young line because he's got they've he's got a personality he's got a gimmick and he's got a new name so, um, but I'll tell you that guy kicked ass at the end of the year, keep an eye on that guy, um, because he's really good. So, um, I suspect that he'll take the pin here and I suspect that they'll lose the match, but we'll see Kota Ibushi, Juice Robinson and David Finley versus Cody hangman page and Marty Scurll Cody parachuting in for the big shows again. Um, look, this is just to continue the Cody, uh, the Kota Ibushi, Cody stuff, um, You know, so six man tag, which will advance uh, that issue uh, with Kenny Omega in the mix as well. That sort of weird three way feud that they have. And with, you know, All In coming up and ROH at WrestleMania weekend and the Long Beach show, we have to see where all the pieces fall in place with Kota Ibushi, Cody, and Kenny Omega. So there we go with that. Next up, we got Yoshihashi and Willow Spray against Tetsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi. This of course is a tag match to set up the two singles matches that will take place in Osaka in February where Yoshihashi faces Naito and Willow Spray defends the junior title against Hiromu, but this should be a hell of a tag team match.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty interested. Yeah. uh, That one sounds awesome. So yeah, it's, it's, a good card. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about these. They're fun cards. Even if you say like you know throwaway matches, none of the matches look like shit. You know what I mean? Like everything. This is solid. what I was yeah.
1: saying. These are deceptive mid cards where really, aside from the ten man tag, everything else is pretty meaningful here and looks like it can be good. Because then we've got Okada, Goto, and Gato against Sonata, Evil, and Bushi, and again, Okada defends against Sonata and Osaka. Goto defends the NEVER title against Evil in Osaka, and they're doing the Gato Bushi singles match, which I'm stunned because when they did that attack at New Year Bash, <laughs> right. where Lij laid out Chaos, and they each laid out the man that they were facing on the New Beginning tour, they had Bushi lay out Gato, and I just kind of thought, all right, that's just the way to Bussan's,
0: get it. Yeah, the two guys they had nothing to do, but, but nope.
1: <laughs> no, they're doing a singles match. That's awesome. How often do we get junior? singles matches that aren't title matches
0: yeah that's pretty awesome
1: almost never so i have no problem with a bushi gato singles match in osaka so that's six man tag which will be good there's no reason that that match will not be good um you know we'll set up those three singles matches in osaka then we've got jay white yo and show versus kenny omega and the bucks of course uh jay white uh i'm sorry um 3k is getting their title rematch against the Bucks the next night, and uh, then we've got the Jay White Kenny Omega match the next night as well. So one night earlier, we'll get those guys in the six man tag. So see, these these aren't really throwaway matches. You know, these are matches that heat up the matches coming up later on. In the they
0: tour. work in unison. The two shows kind of work in unison. Like so, if you kind of look they at do. them at the same time and assume that they're like you know, related in a lot of ways that it'll help you sort of, cause you look at a tag match, like, a ah, guy, whatever, but then like, oh yeah, well that makes sense. Cause this guy and this guy or whatever. So it's all building to the next night. Anything that's not a major match on the first night is building to some major match on the second night or whatever. So, and
1: a lot of it feels fresh, you know, Jay white, Kenny Omega having an issue. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, uh, like Gato getting ready for a singles match. I mean, a lot of this, feels fresh. And then the main event, of course, Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against Minoru Suzuki. I hate the fact that Minoru Suzuki lost the Never title and then just decides that he wants to a title yeah. shot.
0: Yeah. These, and this, they don't do, do that usually. I, what, are you, what are you doing, guys? Come on. They're usually better than this.
1: That's the problem. Well, it had a lot where guys just come out and fucking challenge. And they haven't earned the title shot. This is why I didn't mind the the uh the
0: build. They don't usually lose up. Like they usually they'll, they'll they'll come out and challenge and they just get it. Like Kenny Omega made yeah. light of that. Like, no, why do you what you just came out here? Why do you get it? Really, right. I, I don't know. I maybe I have to look back. Really do I think they like lose up? You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I don't know. I'd have to look yeah. back at the history. That that's the unique question. It bothers parts. me that like guys come out and they just get the title shot cause, just because they came out and, and, and grabbed a microphone, yeah. but it makes me even more mad that he lost the never title got humiliated and then just moved up a ladder. Like, ah, all right, whatever. I'll just move up.
1: <laughs> you know, like, I'll just go it, for a bigger title. It, because I attacked you after a tag match. I get a title match. I hate that. And I especially hate it in new Japan. I, I can't stand it. You can live with it in some other promotions where you don't take the booking as seriously. I take the booking seriously here. And I, that, that bothers me. I don't like it. And I think Suzuki could win. That's the other thing. I think Suzuki could win that match. I think getting that title off of Hiroshi Tanahashi Opens up some possibilities with Ta- Tanahashi for, you know, the pre the pre G one portion of the year. So I don't think it's a lock to Tanahashi even successfully defense, but uh, it should be a good match. These two guys always have great matches. So that I'm not worried about at all. Do you think they're kind of leaving Tanahashi out to dry here with little support on the undercard with Okada? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we, we don't have attendance a numbers in in front of us here, but yeah, I mean, there's really not much else on this card. There's a lot more on that that 28th show. They yeah. kind of let them out here, and, and yeah, but I guess there's a lot of confidence in, in in Tanahashi to do it, and a lot of confidence in Suzuki. But yeah, it's really not a lot in this card. Like you know, we'll talk about the, you know 28th and 28th has got way more support up and down. But man, this one oh, yeah. really does not. It's 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 Even out there. But uh, I don't know. I mean, this is New Japan does this these days, and you know they're they're, they're selling tickets left and right, so it's working.
1: Yeah. I mean Osaka's loaded too. So but it's like you, you could have spread the wealth a bit but when you have Omega, Okada and Naito all in tag matches, you know, you're really not giving a ton of support to the main event. So, you know, if they do a good number, I think that's a feather in the cap of Tanahashi and Suzuki for sure. So then the next night, it's Juice Robinson versus Kitamura. That's match number 3 for Kitamura's seven match trial series, which by the way, Kojima was scheduled for one of those, I believe, which is also um, You know, a little demerit, a little, uh, you know, a bit of a loss. I would have liked to have seen Kojima against Kittemore. You know, yeah, but.
0: yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was definitely scheduled for one of those. I forgot when uh, that was going on. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah, because that, that match sounds awesome. Kittemore Kojima sounded awesome. When I was looking at the trial series, that was one of the ones I was like, oh, man, that's going to be great. And it's, it's, it sucks. It's just, yeah. Kitamura Elgin at the worst time. Like yeah, yeah, I know. could more anybody sounds great. So So then we've
1: got a uh just a six man, an eight-man underneath tag, Liger, Tiger Mask, right, uh Taguchi and Shota Uminu versus Kanamoru, Taiichi, Desperado, and Taka, the four uh, Suzuki gun Jr. Is nothing of consequence really happening there. Obviously, the Young lion's going to take the fall. We already talked about Ishi and Yano against Yujiro and Hikuleo. Uh, they're going to win that match as well. Hikuleo is going to take the fall. So we're going to get two wins for Ishii and Yano. I don't know. That just has my booking fucking radar going. I have a feeling that they're building those guys up for a tag title challenge. Um, Togi Makabe, Hiroshi Tenzan, uh, Nakanishi, and uh, Han- uh, Toa Hanare. I got to get used to that, the Toa Hanare thing. Against Fale Tamatanga, Leo Tonga, and uh, is there a mistake here? And Chase Owens? I'm not sure that's correct.
0: No, I don't but think that is either, too, because I think Leo Tonga is already <laughs> in a match. So twice yeah, the card, so, yeah um, no, that's that's PriestOfSpirit.com, not me. But uh one yeah, one in, right, yeah, one of the. I've, who else would that be then? All right, let me. I'll, I'll to try to figure
1: out. It's probably Chase Owens. No, he's in. Bo- he, no, because he's in the eight man tag too. Um. So who's Yujiro? Either Leo Tonga cannot be in both matches.
0: He <laughs> totally yeah. has two different gimmicks. Yeah. Leo Tonga his is new gimmick and his old gimmick. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I'll I'll There's keep on See if you
0: can find. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. see if I can if I can get it. Yeah.
1: Maybe Wikipedia has a different card up. I don't know. Uh, just go to the New Japan site. Yeah, I'll just go. Yeah, I'll just go there. All right, so we've got uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Big Mike, Big Mike Elgin, reforming their team against Minoru Suzuki and Takashi Azuka. So just a tag match with Tanahashi and Suzuki on opposite sides one night after the title match. I will tell you a quick update on Michael Elgin. I did follow up with the office. Still no movement there. He still does not have a new contract. And I do not know if they're going to offer him one. I cannot get it out of them, but he does not have one. And uh, he has not signed a new deal. Now, remember... um, He was booked for this tour before all of his troubles happened and knowing full well that it would be after his contract expired, part of the tour anyway, because the contracts expire at the end of January. uh, Technically, he's still under contract, as are the other Gaijins, through January. So it's not like these guys are working without deals, at least for the first part of this tour. So, um, you know, technically they are working without contracts you know, once we hit the month of February, and there has been no movement. I know people are interested in this elegant contract thing. Um, no movement yet. We don't know anything yep. yet. So it looks like you found the answer. What was the answer? Yeah, to that?
0: it's Tongaloa, it's, it's, it's of okay. course, is, is the guy. So somebody whoever was typing those in just got Tongaloa and Leo Tonga mixed up.
1: So Hiko Leo is in the tag match with Yujiro. Yes.
0: Hiko Leo, the former Leo Tonga, is in the tag match with Yujiro. And then the, 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 the eight man uh, is Tongaloa, Tonga, Chase Owens, and Bad Luck Fale.
1: Okay. Kota Ibushi, David Finlay, and Kushida face uh, Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Scurll. Again, very similar to the six-man the night before, just the way to get Kota Ibushi and Cody on opposite sides. Uh, we've got Okada, Goto, Yoshihashi, Willow Spray, and Gato versus Sonata, Evil, Naito, Takahashi, and Bushi. So LIJ versus Chaos for, I uh, counted Rich, the 9,746th
0: <laughs> time. And it's, you know, and they're always like okay too. That's the part that sucks. It's like, ah, just be bad. <laughs> but they're, uh, uh, yeah, I'm so ungodly sick of the fucking Chaos LIJ stuff. But uh, whatever. It is <laughs> it is what it is. But so then
1: we got the Bucks defending against uh, Rapongi 3K and Kenny Omega against Jay White. Now, again, the Tanahashi Suzuki match got like pretty much zero support. This one at least gets the uh, junior tag title match. Uh, Rapongi 3K is a pretty popular act um that's not exactly the strongest semi-main event is this the first time the bucks have worked this high on the card in a uh,
0: i was wondering that team? yeah i was wondering that that's i i can't imagine any shows where they would have and this is kind of a new strategy by new japan obviously doing the two supporter shows so i cannot imagine it was ever a scenario where they were this high you know and just like you're saying a straight singles match so so i don't know i'd have to i'd have to look back at the history of, of their main